This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the world is going crazy, and the update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Okay, so last night was the third Republican debate. You know, this is crazy because uh, Trump is ahead by what, 47 points? There's yeah. nothing, nothing's going to happen here, but uh, it was entertaining nevertheless. So you had Vive, Vive Cake. That's, that's, Jill told me to pronounce it. Cake. It's cake. Vivek. Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, he was there with, um, and I guess most of the sparks flew between him and Nikki Haley. Oh, they've had it out for each other since debate one. Yeah. So, well, I think she'll yell at anybody that engages her. Yeah. Uh, some people see her as the strong woman, and some people see her as annoying. Yeah, because she just keeps talking and gets louder to go over them, but she doesn't really have a whole lot she's saying with it. It's kind of like I do. Right. That's what I was going to say. So Nikki and Viv Cake uh, were talking about, I don't know what they were talking about. Is this the first cut? This is, yeah, the two of them going back and forth because she made fun of him for being on TikTok at the last debate. So he like throws it back at her, then she gets all mad. And All right, give me the popcorn. All right, good. I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family oh, first. Leave my daughter out of your, your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the scum. easy answer. You're, did she just call him scum? She called him scum. So oh. like, after that, she goes, and talks about, you know, uh, I forget what show she was on. She's talking about, well, you know, he's scum. He's scum. Look, I'm a mom. I'm a mom. So the second that you go and you start saying something about my 25-year-old daughter, I'm going to get my back up. But this is, it's not even about the personal part. There are serious differences that I have with him. Well, I mean, you know, first of all, how do you get your back up? Is that like the hair on a cat or a dog? I think so. It's very similar. Is that what she's talking about? And, um... She's, your daughter's 25. Why don't you just bring her on and let her defend herself? She's an adult. Anyway, uh, I got nothing against Nikki Haley. She's okay. What's the third piece of audio? Oh, it's Vivek talking about the spat with Nikki Haley. All right. No, because it's not a sin for a young person to be on TikTok. I think the error is somebody sanctimoniously lecturing the rest of the country about the perils of it while actually failing to set an example of leadership a little closer to home. Gotcha. Mm. See, and Trump, not stupid. This is why he's down in Hialeah with Lo Cubano, and he is having a good time un poquito butelo con los hombres, and uh, he's down there, you know, talking to those folks, and uh, he's just, it's just entertaining. 
everybody wants to talk about President Trump. Oh, no, Trump. no, that's the wrong one. It's, where's the Trumpers, Trumpster thing? Here it is. Seven years ago tonight, on November 8th, 2016, the American people delivered the greatest election victory probably that the world has ever seen. Probably so. On that magnificent day, you didn't just crush the dreams of a person that we used to call crooked Hillary Clinton. We don't call her that anymore. We call her beautiful Hillary. Because we use the word crooked for the president because he's crooked as you get. You stood up and smashed the grip of the globalists, the warmongers, the open borders lobby, the outsourcers, and all of the liars and leeches who had been sucking the life and blood right out of our country for years and years. And for four great years, we dealt the radical left maniacs and special interests, one historic defeat after another, because we put America first. It's very simple. They weren't too happy about it either, were they? <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, the part about warmongering, you know, you never really, um, because the marketing is so good coming from the Democrats. So they kind of do shape their own opinion, which the De- Republicans are really horrible at, which is mm. to their, uh, you know. Um, this comedian, Sammy Obed, listen to this guy. He's talking about, and this is so true, though, and com- best comedies about the truth. He talks about the wars, how, you know, Democrats always say, no, you know, we can't be in every war. We've got to get ourselves out of these wars. Trump actually wanted to get us out of Afghanistan before Biden did it. And of course, Trump wanted to do it correctly, not in two seconds, just so he could go make a speech about it. But here's this comedian, Sammy O. Biden, in his term, pulled out of Afghanistan and pulled into Ukraine, Taiwan, and now Gaza, thereby starting wars with Russia, China, Iran, and basically the whole Middle East. And this guy knows he's going to die. It's a suicide mission. He knows. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, though. Right? You know, the, he preaches peace in one sense, but then he's like, oh, we got to help our people out. It's, it's nah, about helping. And, and the way I'm going to help is get other countries to fight for me while I just send them weapons. These guys, they all profit from all this. This is all about money and power. But, but you know, I think with Biden, believe it or not, I think he's one of the one of the politicians that actually money's more important to him than power. Yeah. He really is. It's unreal. Anyway, last night in the debate, they do, did do some Trump talk, even though he wasn't there. Everybody wants to talk about President Trump. Well, I can talk about President Trump. I can tell you that I think he was the right president at the right time. I don't think he's the right president now. I think that he put us $8 trillion in debt, and our kids are never going to forgive us for that. Yeah, whatever, Nikki. You're all about that, and I understand that. I don't want him to anybody to run up the debt anymore but you got to realize that obama ran up the debt of three presidents combined so don't get all you know unless we forget how much money went to ukraine yeah oh, and that's another one here's another one for you nikki haley and again i don't dislike her but nikki during trump's presidency remember there was covid you sort of left that out and that cost us a lot of money so let's not do that part okay all right Trump bragged a little bit about his polls last night. Right now, our numbers are higher than they've ever been. You see that, the poll numbers. We're beating them so badly in the polls. You probably saw last week the New York Times, no big fan of mine, I would say, and the Siena poll, very respected, of the general election We are leading crooked Joe Biden in almost all of the swing states. In Pennsylvania, we're up four. In Michigan, we're up five. In Arizona, we're up five. 
In Georgia, we're up six. In Nevada, we're up 11 points. And nationally, we're up at numbers that, frankly, nobody's, uh, nobody's seen before. Nobody has seen it before. We're proud to see that these great numbers are led by surging support from Hispanic Americans, African Americans, and young people. How about that? You know, and the reason that is, and, and uh, you know, my family expresses that just about every day, is especially the ones that just came here, um, they know what communism looks like, and they see what's headed our way. Yeah. And it's communism. They see it, and they don't want that again. See, we got people from Venezuela here, which are the administration. Believe it or not, right now, people listening to this program, you're probably smarter than most of the people running this country. Because think about it. They think all these people that are ushering into our country are going to just all vote Democrat automatically. If you're from Venezuela, which was one of the most richest uh, countries in the world at one point, prosperous, beautiful country, is now an s-hole. It's, uh, it's pretty much a dictatorship, and uh, they've destroyed it. So people are fleeing Venezuela for political reasons, not climate change. They come here. They're also going to see communism coming because they just experienced it. So I don't know where they get the idea, oh, they're automatically going to vote Democrat. Yeah, we'll see how that works out for you. So, yeah, the Hispanics and Hialeah, they're like, wait a minute. We came here legally, and we did the work, and now you're letting millions... You know, mm-hmm. almost half the population of Florida, six million so far. That's almost three times the population of LA across the border, willy nilly for free. And they get twenty two hundred bucks when they get here. They get twelve hundred dollars a month. They get free education for their kids. They get health care right off the bat. They get a free phone, and they get don't forget the best part of it. Kamala Harris's book. Yeah, it must be nice. My 12-year-old Italian great-grandfather that came over from Sicily had to work on a fruit cart in the streets of Detroit just to scrape up enough money to be able to support him and his little baby sister all by themselves, came through the right way. Meanwhile, oh, by the way, here's Kamala's new book, a free Kamala t-shirt and a couple grand and... What the hell? You can be a police officer and not have to have a, a an ID or be registered to drive. It's just stroll on in. Now, speaking of the border, we told you yesterday a 20-year-old Jordanian national living in Texas allegedly trained with weapons to commit attacks on Jews here in the United States. Again, just went went by Border Patrol. They couldn't they couldn't do an adequate background check, and he got in here. He was missing for two weeks. They finally caught up with him, and it's it's one one out of six hundred thousand getaways. That's the thing. 600,000 right there. You got to figure if one out of every thousand people's a nut job and you have 600,000, now you got 600 nut jobs running around. And they're not sitting around, you know, sipping Starbucks and reading the daily news. Nah, they're preparing. FBI Christopher Ray knows that. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for loan actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant because as the first line of defense protecting our communities, you're often... It's our job. The first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. Well, I got an idea. Why to, to really start working on this problem so we don't have to be super vigilant every day. Why don't you fire the guy of the Department of Homeland Security who heads up the whole thing, who's costing us billions of dollars a year. 
the department that was put together after 9-11 to keep us from having to worry about terrorists on our land committing, you know, terrorism. How about you fire Mr. Mayorkas, the biggest liar in the world? This guy is such a shill for Biden. He, get up, he gets up there yesterday during a hearing, and it's the same questions over and over again. And he gives the same answers. I don't know. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll send you the data. I'll send you an email. And he never sends anything. Here he was yesterday, dodging questions from Senator John Hoven in Dakota. Secretary Mayorkas, how many people have entered the uh, country illegally across our southern border since the Biden administration took office? A number. Uh, uh, Senator, it's um, uh, over six million encounters at our southern border. And how many of those six million are still in the country? Uh, Senator, uh, I can get you that information. So do you know? Senator, I don't want to. Would you provide us with a number of how many of those six million that crossed our border illegally are still in the country? I would be pleased to provide you with any data that you request. Of the two and a half million that crossed our southern border illegally last year, how many of them remain in the country? Again, Senator, I'd be very (laughs) pleased to provide you with the data with respect to how many removals have been effected, how many individuals are in the country. But you came to the hearing today and you don't have those numbers? You're the... You are the head of DHS, and you came to this hearing today without those numbers. That is correct, and I'd be pleased to provide you with that data. We certainly have it at our disposal. (laughs) We've asked for them before, and we haven't got them, so we'll be looking forward to getting them. You're not going to get them, dude. You know that. That's, uh, of course, um, John... Hoven of uh, North Dakota. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing over and over again. Think about this. Imagine you work at a company and you're, you know, you're upper level management and they make an announcement. Hey, next week, the CEO of the company's coming in from New York and I want you to have this report that he's asked for ready, you know, with all the details of what's going on in the company, sales revenue, everything. And then the day comes and you're marched into the CEO where he's sitting in the office and he goes, okay, well, let's see the numbers. Oh, um, I don't have them with me right now, but I can get that data, okay? I can get that to you. All right. All right. Well, what about, uh, what are our plans for Q1 of next year? Well, I can, uh, I can, uh, I do have that data. I can get it to you. It's readily available. I'll get it to you uh, if you ask for it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's <laughs> out of here. I'll get it to you. But no, 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 dude. I want you to say it to the public, not the- send it in an email that no one's going to see. Say it so we can all hear how much you're blowing our money to do nothing. Dude, he's asking for $14 billion more as a supplemental for the Department of Homeland Security, which does absolutely nothing, if not the reverse, about our border. They do nothing. These people are doing this all on purpose. It's all because of politics, and they're putting our lives at risk. Well, I mean, it's, it's Do you a- think that millions of people crossing our border illegally creates the risk of a terrorist attack in our country? Senator, um, uh, I think that uh, the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security do an extraordinary job of ensuring the safety and security That wasn't the, the question American- I asked. I said, do you think that millions of people crossing our border illegally every year, two and a half million last year, creates the risk of a terrorist? With what's going on in the world, people coming from more than 100 different countries crossing here illegally, you don't even know how many of them are still here. You came here today without that information. Do you think that creates a risk of a terrorist attack in our country? Uh, Senator, um, you mischaracterized my testimony. What I sh- what I <laughs> yes or no? Do you do you think that creates a risk? Millions of people come here, are here illegally. We're not even talking about the gotaways. How many gotaways are in our country here illegally? Does that create the risk of a terrorist attack in our country? Let me assure Simple question. Let me assure you, Senator, that's the safety and security of the American people. 
is the single highest priority of the department. So you would say it does create a risk. Of course it creates a risk. He's full of crap. When are we going to stop the silliness? I think we need to issue each member in a hearing, each member that's asking questions, a taser. And every time he starts the stuff, you just reach over the counter there and... I mean, what else, what, when is somebody going to get up? I know this guy was in his face, but, but that's Washington in your face. When are you going to get up and really get in somebody's face? I want to see one of these senators grab him by the necktie, tighten it around his neck, and go, look here, some bitch. <laughs> Scoop him by the lapels and shake him. God, it's just it's just unbelievable that this is happening. I mean, just last week, Rick Scott, of all people. God, I don't know how oh, that guy the got alien him. alien Rick Scott? I don't know how he got in politics. He's so nervous and shy. It's because he's an alien in a human suit. Oh, you think he's worried that it might look rip? look at that guy. He looks like he walked off the Close Encounters ship. You're probably right. Rick Scott to Chris Ray, the director of the FBI. And this was a good question, and it actually got answered not by the words, but by the silence in between the question and the answer. And I added something so you don't, you don't get bored. Uh, is the United States safer from foreign terror threats today? Are we safer than when Joe Biden took office, from the day he took office? Okay. This is the actual time between the question and the answer. <laughs> really? It's for real. I timed it out. What I would say to you is that the terror threats have elevated. <laughs> really? Yeah. There you go. All right. Today, Junior. All right, next. As you can tell from the song we picked out for our next story, this is all about Jamal Bowman. That's the guy that accidentally, accidentally pulled a fire alarm. Oh, what was he trying to do? Open his parachute? Oh, I mean, uh, flush the toilet? I I mean, look at the doorknob? (laughs) Yeah, right. Educated man in Congress trying to delay a vote on the national debt, which, by the way, is coming around the corner once again. And, uh, I mean, a vote on the uh, funding the government. Oh, boy. And just coincidentally to delay the vote. Well, that's not what he said. He said, by accident, he was going to go get a file folder from another building. And it said fire alarm. And he decided, well, that says exit. So, um, how many years has he worked there? I don't know. Because I was gonna say I've been here for like ten years, and I got to I've managed to avoid pulling the fire alarm to get in any doors around here. But so yesterday, Jamal Bowman defended Rashida Tlaib. She was censured because, of course, she's calling for the murdering of Jews. That's what she's doing when she says from the river to the sea. She's a congresswoman in the United States saying. Jews should be exterminated. I want to be clear about what she's saying. You be clear about it, too. Jamal, Jamal Bowman is not, no better than Mr. Crump or any of the other race-baiting attorneys, including Al Sharpton, who doesn't practice anymore. But here he is making this whole issue about the Jews and the Palestinians a black and white issue. This body needs empathy and compassion for all people, not just people that look like the majority of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. They've been trying all week to make a connection between the Palestinians and the Israelis, or Hamas and the Israelis, to a black and white 
uh, construct here in the United States. That's what he's trying to do. He's just not very good at it. Maybe because of your lack of diversity, you lack the cognitive and emotional ability to recognize diverse opinions when they speak truth to power. Now, think about that. He's criticizing Americans' cognitive ability to see things while he goes and pulls a fire alarm he thought was an exit button. I just want to clarify that. Here's more of Jamal Bowman. Oh, sorry. My mistake. I, I pulled the wrong button. Should I leave or? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he uh, Bowman, you know, he wants you to open your mind. And you absolutely need to open up your mind to other people and other experiences. Yeah, like like chopping the heads off babies and burning people and, and, and rape. You need to open your mind. Open your mind? Like the little stomach guy from Total Recall? <laughs> open your mind. That was Alien. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, don't, you remember that? Yep. I be myself again. You are what you do. <laughs> I just, I don't get how, it's, it's not a race issue. It's a moral issue. Of course not. It's a moral issue. It doesn't matter what color you are. Somebody attacks somebody else well, and then gets whomped on for it. Well, you're preaching to the choir, man. I know. So there's a cure for the Taylor Swift problem. I don't know what it is. I wish Jill were here today. She's off for a couple of days. Is but. it a lack of coverage? Because I'd like to see that. <laughs> well, Dana Rice is a realtor in Bethesda, Maryland. And uh, she sounds like she's 80, but her husband looks like he's about... I don't know, 45 to 50, not well kept. So I'm, I'm supposing she's got to be a lot younger, but it, for some reason she's off camera, so you can't see her. But um, she's a mom of three boys, which makes me think she's in her early 40s, maybe even late 30s. She never considered a f- herself a fan of the pop star Taylor Swift, but um, she heard a song and it launched her interest. Rice's fascination with the singer grew over time. Her husband grew Amargo. He didn't like it. So he doesn't like all the Taylor Swift talk in his house. So he set up a jar. And every time Taylor Swift's name is mentioned, he has her throw a quarter in the jar. It's filling up with money quickly. I think he's going to get his bass boat. Here he is taping the sign onto the jar while she stands next to him. I can take it no longer. <laughs> no, he doesn't count. <laughs> they both were on Saturday Night Live yesterday. There's another quarter. <laughs> and you heard the money in there? There's a lot in there right now. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. If we had one of those, we'd be rich. All right. Uh, over in, in the Atlantic, there's a speed bump in the neighborhood right now. This is like... This is, uh, I think it's a Fifth Avenue. Fifth the, Avenue right next to any Atlantic Town Hall. I guess people speed through there. Well, there, there's, you know, uh, a... A lot of pedestrians around there since that area is growing. So FDOT puts in these large speed bumps, but they're pretty much like, you know, those little dirt moguls they have and yeah. like motocross for dirt bikes. <laughs> it's like that, but for cars, <laughs> they're just launching. So the thing that was meant to keep the pedestrians safe is now making it dangerous because the car could launch onto the sidewalk and hit them. It's how big is this thing? Wow. Well, they only put in one and they want to put in five, but now the mayor's like, wait a second. Now, this recording we have is is what? Oh, this is uh, uh, Fox 35 went out there and is videotaping, and they're just watching cars launch as they go. So there's you know some citizens that are like, um, I need a new suspension, and then the mayor at the end talking about it. All right, here we go. There's going to be a lot of alignment problems with the cars. 
making it very dangerous. Oh! And all of a sudden, my car uh -huh. went up in the air and came back down, and I was like, what the hell? They could easily um, lose control of the car and go right onto the sidewalk. Oh, man, that, that, I heard the car hit the bump. Oh, there's already scrape marks and everything. <laughs> Can we go on? The mayor says the goal of the speed bump was pedestrian safety. My understanding is the raised crosswalks help um, with visibility of pedestrians. But Mark McDermott says now he's concerned about driver safety. The FDOT told us today that they're going to grind this one down to a lower height, um, so that will help. Uh, oh, jeez! one right there. It's destroying the cars. <laughs> yep. As he's like, well, F dad says they're going to grind it down. Oh, there's there's one right there. Look. Oh, my God. Is and that was a Ford F-150. Big truck. Did should the, be able to handle a speed bump, but it just launches it. It's huge. So I guess the, is the Ford Motor Company investing in these speed bumps? I don't know, but that not really a bump. It's a launch. It's a ramp. All right. And, uh, of course, Veterans Day is Saturday. In underwear. That's right. All right. So people are doing all kinds of things for veterans. Smoke and I will be uh, doing the announcing as we always do annually downtown in front of the Morgan & Morgan building. Yes. It's called a salute to all nations, mm -hmm. but mostly America. Great. So uh, we'll be down there doing the emceeing for the entire parade. I wish you would come on down. Not going to be cold at all. But in Las Vegas, they're doing it upright. Strip Club there is uh, honoring veterans by offering free lap dances to current and former military members. Free lap dances. They're not cheap. No, no, they're not. I mean, that's at least $20, and when you're in Las Vegas, it's definitely about 40 I mean, not that I know, but... No, my friends told me about it. Oh. Yeah. Managers of Sin City's world-famous Crazy Horse 3 announced the Bump and Grind giveaway on Monday, unveiling a frisky flyer for the patriotic promotion featuring a busty blonde and a skimpy string uh, and a star-spangled top. Why don't you come bury your face in these? No, no, please. <laughs> Glad to see American businesses supporting... <laughs> are veterans. Isn't that great? I love it. Yeah. Veterans Day. A day to reflect on those who have served our country. A day to remember that freedom isn't free. But the lap dances are at the Crazy Horse in Las Vegas! <laughs> That's right, fellas. If you've honorably served our nation in the field of battle, come on down to the hottest strip club in Vegas and get a free lap dance! <laughs> Yes, you may be brave enough to enlist in the military, but are you brave enough to get a steamy lap dance from Candy? It doesn't matter which branch you served in, we've got the hottest ladies up on the main stage waiting to shake that booty for you. Oh, yeah! The Veterans Day Lap Dance Giveaway. See you there! The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, Jill's not here today. He'll be back on Monday, but here's Smokenstein. Yes, and it's all brought to you by All Electric Services. And because the printer's broken, I'm winging this one. Here, right. I, you take yeah. my stuff. Oh, can I? But yeah, you have all the sure. things, and you need to write the things uh, down. I, I, I'm cool. I'm Here, good. hang on, hang on, hang Here on. Here he comes. Coming around the corner as you can. Da, da, da. Yeah, what was one of that top ten list of things that annoy you around the workplace, and number one was the printer? It's oh, true. dude, it's, it's the absolute Just take list. it. I know, but you need this. All right, all right. Need... Just call it out. Just go, go. You're wasting you my time. That. <laughs> Does that look like an eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Bye. Oh, my God. I don't even know what he wrote. Can't read his handwriting. Okay. Didn't we have a rule where Jill wasn't allowed to take vacation ever again? I know. She's going to be disciplined <sighs> for it. Anyway. No. Um, do you know what sensory-friendly hours are? I have no clue. There's got to be something woke or snowflakey. What? <sighs> I, I didn't realize this was a thing or an issue, but apparently it is. Starting on Friday... Um, Walmart's going to introduce daily sensory-friendly hours in all of its stores in the U.S. and Puerto Rico. What does that mean? Now, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. local time, Walmart will create a quieter and less stimulating shopping environment by displaying static images on TV walls, turning off radios, and dimming the lights when possible. You can't dim fluorescent lighting. This oh, initiative this... aims to make Walmart stores more inclusive for individuals with Are you sensory serious? disabilities. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. They had a oh, pilot program. Please. Where are we going here? What's going on? I believe the snowflakes are our future. Uh, Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day, which incidentally is most everything they find. Oh my God. So I mean, the people are getting startled because of the music at Walmart? I guess. At first I was like, oh, is this for like epileptic folks? But then I'm like, where's <laughs> the strobe lights? It's not like you're at the club, it's Walmart. But I guess they did some pilot program during the back to school season. And they got positive feedback from creating a calm and relaxing shopping environment here at Walmart slash NPR. So when does that start? Uh, Friday. So they're going to tone it down when a shoplifter is making it for the door? But only from 8 to 10 in the morning. So oh. during those two hours, if you need a quieter shopping experience when you're supposed to be at work, please come in. Please don't leave. Don't don't leave with that TV without paying for it, okay? It's, it's not sports. It's an aquarium. <laughs> so I guess they're doing that. I didn't know that was a problem, you know, but I, I, I get it. Some places you go and it's chaotic. It's like, how about this? How about that? You know, and there's people everywhere, but 
Like, you ever go to Costco on a Saturday? I love Costco on a Saturday. Or Home Depot on a Sunday? Love Home Depot on a Sunday. I I went this past Sunday. I got hit in the head with somebody else's trim like four times. (laughs) Like, you know, they have big carts for that. You need to move. All right. Um, Sharon Stone. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I guess she opened up about an incident of... Don't say opened up in the same sentence as Sharon oh, well, Stone, okay? This is, it's along those same lines, but not her in this case. What happened? Um, she was on with Kelly Ripa's podcast, and uh, she revealed uh, the time she faced an incident of sexual harassment at the hands of a Sony executive. He whipped it out back in the 80s. Well, so does she, so... Yeah, I guess during a meeting, <laughs> she said the executive came up right in front of her and whipped it out. And he said, but first, and he took his right out in my face. And of course, I was very young, and what oh. I do when I'm nervous, because I'm basically oh, no. a very bubbly person, yes. and I started laughing and crying at the same time. So he didn't know what to do. So, of course, he put it away. Then he God. went through this door behind his desk, which I thought was that he was le- he left. So I didn't know what to do. So I was just sitting there hysterical. And eventually his secretary came and led me out. <laughs> Can you believe that? What a scumbag, man. These people are just and they're all like that. You know that. Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just unreal. Yeah, she uh, discussed that but whole thing. That's the story of our former CEO of CBS. Uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, Les Moonves. Les Moonves. You mean Lech Moonves? Lech Moonves. <laughs> Wasn't he the one? He was the ones that dropped. Wait a minute. I'm getting my Matt Lowers and my Moonves mixed up. Lauer was the one with the button at the desk that would lock the door behind him. Yeah, and he had a drawer full of, you know, uh, toys. Stuff. Yeah. So uh, Les Moonves was the one that went in the office. A woman would go in the office. He'd just drop his pants. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know what it means to work here. He had the total net worth of his portfolio tattooed across his ding dong. (laughs) But, well, I don't know if the the, the sizes matched up there, but. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing, man. That wild. But I I thought her way of handling it's almost the best. Just burst into laughter. (laughs) That'll stop things in their tracks pretty quickly. And and what is the guy, when he, after that incident, what does that guy do? Does he go to his, his secretary, wherever she was, and say, hey, look, I. Holding my dong out in front of her. She's crying. Can you go in there and kind of tell her to leave? Well, she's giggling. I guess what? he was trying to lead her to the back room where he's like, here's where I do this. And she just sat there continuing to laugh. And I think his but, was kind of, uh, Janine, will you get her out of here? This isn't going as planned. But does Janine, the whoever she is, the secretary, uh, does she uh, quit? <laughs> or does she just go, oh, this is just another day at work? I was going to say, how much is she, uh, how much is the secretary involved? Because she has to, you know, permit the whole thing. And yeah. She, other girl leaves going, oh my gosh, have you seen it? <laughs> she's the Maxwell Jiswell of, of the Epstein clan, you know? She's like the uh, enabler. But maybe she didn't know. Maybe he was like, this isn't going to work out. Get her out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did it again? Oh, can you just keep she it in your pants? at me. <laughs> well, I laugh at you. All right, I'll take care of it. <laughs> Speaking of entertainment. Oh, yeah. Uh, finally, after 118 days, the whole SAG-AFTRA strike is over. We didn't miss you. <laughs> we didn't. We really didn't. Yeah, no, I... You've been too busy to watch television anyway, but I guess the union announced yesterday their tentative agreement was approved by unanimous vote of its negotiating committee, and now they're going to go to the national board for approval today. But the union isn't waiting for the eventual vote by the membership. They're trying to ratify the new deal before ending their labor action. So as of midnight last night, the... uh, 
strike is over. So we were quite happy watching Dick Van Dyke reruns. <laughs> You know, Honestly, yeah, I, I can watch enough reruns. I'll just watch Golden Girls over. I don't yeah, know. you can go back to your strike, uh, you know. Uh, and besides that, some people got to go bed earlier than... Well, I'm going to go to bed. Exactly. And, you know, it doesn't really stop much from getting canned anyway. What happened? Kevin Costner got into a terrible divorce, and now Yellowstone's like... Yeah, that's depressing. That's a shame. It's like, why did that great show end? Well, he had a money-grubbing wife who's not his wife anymore. That's mm. about it. So, yeah, we won't know any of the details until later today, but... We'll see. Nobody's waiting for that. Who cares? Okay. Well, uh, I don't know that anybody was waiting for this, but Amazon adding another finger to their pie of everything. They're slowly uh, continuing to add exclusive offerings for its Prime members. But I noticed one offering that got taken away because, you know, when you have Amazon Prime, you get Prime Video. Well, now if you don't want to watch commercials, you have to pay some money. Mm. So, but as a Prime member, you can also pay an additional $9 a month to get access to their medical primary care services. How does it work? Well, I I guess it's 24-7 virtual care, because that way your doctor can take your temperature and put the little popsicle stick in the back of your throat and peek into your ears. Over Zoom, I guess. I never understood Dude, the virtual had, checkup. I finally got a doctor I liked, and he quit six months into, into seeing him. And I said, "Dude, I just you're the only doctor I've ever thought you know liked and respected." I go, "What what what happened?" He goes, "They offered me twice as much as I'm making now oh. to work with uh, you know." And it was another firm, just like Amazon's doing tele telehealth, where you get on Zoom and. Yeah, but how how much can you do with that though? Like, what, what do you mean? How you much tell? you can do? They can do a lot of stuff. Well, they're they're saying it's just for dude. Uh, I go to the you go to the doctor and skin issues. Yeah, you go to the doctor now. He doesn't grab anything and say coffee. Doesn't, they don't do any of that. They don't even do the finger thing anymore. Well, I mean, some stuff you. you I can't mean, specialist even... is different, but I mean, regular general practice, they don't do it. No, they don't do, do anything. Are going to take my temperature? No, no, I'm just going to prescribe no. you this medication and we'll see how that They don't take your temperature. Happens. The assistant takes your temperature, which is just as well you taking your temperature. You tell them what the results are of your temperature and this and that. The last doctor, I just got a new doctor. I sat down for 20 minutes. He asked me a bunch of questions. Could have done it on Zoom. I didn't have to drive all the way to Longwood. But, I mean, at a certain point, like, you're almost paying more and getting less. And how, how do they check you're not, stuff? You're not getting less. I think you, the benefit is for you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to drive anywhere. And you know what? You can actually get an appointment. Look, uh, you, know, you call a doctor now. Anybody want a new doctor? You call a doctor now. See what happens. Yeah, we can see you July 2025. <laughs> yeah, but how much can they tell from a blurry Zoom video? It's right here. It's, it's a little white. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen this before. <laughs> never seen this before? I'm going to have to take a biopsy on this. A what? A biopsy. A biopsy? Yeah. Cancer? Is it cancer? Do I have cancer? <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, how, how do you tell? So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, Amazon's pretty good with a lot of stuff, but I hope they're good at that. Yeah, well, I think they'll be okay. So, before I get started, just go ahead and undress and put on this hospital gown. All right, Jeff Bezos. Amazon is now offering virtual health care for just $9 per month. Okay, deep breath in and breathe normally. Uh, for that low, low price, you can have a telehealth visit from a doctor. Okay, right. Open wide. Say, ah. Or if you prefer, I, Jeff Bezos, will examine you personally. Okay, turn your head and cough, dearie. Oh, that's nice. How am I qualified, you might ask? Oh, just fill up this specimen cup and you'll be all set. Thank you. 
Well, just look at my medical degree framed on the wall. It says, Dr. Evil. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Somebody do something stupid! With Jill and Smokestack. <laughs> I have been saying this for years. Uh, I wish I could do the Vulcan mind meld just to see what people are thinking, especially guys like this. So this guy in Pennsylvania forgot his wallet at the polling place Tuesday. They went out there to vote, which is surprising uh, when you hear the story. So uh, he left his wallet there in Harrisburg. He called the cops to report a theft. David Lasseter, 74, then tried to cancel the call, telling officers he'd handle things himself. Apparently went to the polling place. They handed him his wallet, and he claimed $100 was missing from the wallet. That's when he pulled a gun. (laughs) Oh, that's usually never a good idea. When the police got there anyway, after he canceled the call, Lasseter was pointing a gun at an unoccupied police cruiser in the parking lot. There was nobody in it. After initially returning to the polling station to retrieve his wallet, Mr. Lasseter proceeded to make a scene inside, thus alarming everyone on the premises. He reportedly made threats to come back with a firearm before he left. They had that seven firearms and and ammo were found in Lasseter's car. The senior citizen has been charged with disorderly conduct, possession of instruments of crime, and making terroristic threats. Instruments of crime. Where's my $100, MFR? So if I have a stolen cello, is that considered an instrument of crime? Yep. (laughs) All right. So, uh, I don't know. Look, you know, I'm all about the paranormal. I watch the paranormal shows and everything. I'm kind of like don't believe now but that could change as far as aliens go i think you have to think that there's something out there when you look up in the sky at night you just have to it's just too overwhelming and there's too much and even if you're not one of those people that like i don't believe it unless i see it like when you look at the numbers statistically the space is probably full of other things out there just based on the amount of planets and stuff you have the odds of you being the only thing is incredibly slim now i'm gonna i'm gonna sound like you um it could be that we're in the matrix and space isn't real and it's just something for us to look at that's been made. I mean, technically, there's a lot of things about your life that are that way. Like, color is really all in your head. Right. Are, <laughs> really? Think about it. Oh, boy. If you're colorblind, yeah. you only see color based on the cones and rods in the back of your eyeballs. Really? But the color doesn't exist? We don't know because nobody can look outside of that. Well, no. you perceive all color. I see color. Yeah, because you have rods and cones in the back of your head or eyeballs. But the eye, the you think you oh, so you're saying the rods and cones in the back of my head are generating the color for me? Yeah, because I mean, colorblind people are missing a set of rods and cones, which is why they don't see the same colors as you. Or some people, it's rare, but it's called tetrachromad, where you have an extra rod and cone and you can see more colors than the average person. Oh, where can I get those? I think it's one of those, you know, maybe it's Maybelline, but maybe you're born with it. Professor Smokestack, Professor Smokestack, he's full of random tidbits and other useless crap. I never knew I had cones and rods in the back of my head, but now I do. Everything you take in is really your brain's best guess of what's outside your skull. Aliens wow. included. Are you going to publish that? That's great. I think they already do books on it, but... All right, a team of scientists returned to Mexico's parliament yesterday to declare that the three-fingered Peruvian mummies unveiled in September are real, but refused to say whether or not they were aliens. If you don't know the story, uh, in Peru, they had these three mummified things that look like 
they look like your typical alien. It's funny yeah. because we but made like little. We made that up. The grays, we made that up. Unless somebody actually saw them, and that's I I don't think so. But we made that up. So coincidentally, these Peruvian aliens that look like dolls that were made in a wood shop um, are, are just like that. They look just like the greys, except their nose is a little pointier. And oh, they don't have, like, noses. They're like a... It's like they're a, small, though. They're really little. They're like they're maybe the size of a mini fridge, height-wise. Yeah, it's like the front of most Hyundais. So, anyway, <laughs> the doctors claim the specimens were a new species that did not have lungs or ribs. On some t- What's funny to me is, and, and it was funny when the story broke uh, just about two months ago when they found these things, the doctors or whatever they are, the scientists, think about it. Let's say, let's just for, for example, let's just say that these are real. They're saying they're real, but I don't believe that. But let's say they are real. Would you have a doctor handling these fragile things like you would a Raggedy Ann doll back in the 80s? You know what I mean? Yeah, the one doctor just like picks it up and he's holding it like it's a paper mache thing. And it's like, set it down. <laughs> it's like, this thing is like, if that's real... But, I mean, there's also different, I'm sure, lab protocols for different countries. You know, when oh, you go he- to Colombia to get your nose done, I'm sure it's very different than getting your nose done here. I'm more careful with my Apple laptop than this doctor was with this alien that was mummified. And he's holding it up willy-nilly, like the arms and everything. He can drop it any second and break well, into a million pieces. I think maybe they're just like, well, we got three of them. Right, right, right. Well, because we got- this is like the second or third They've already done two scientific studies. One was the government doing it, and they they had another independent research group go through them. I'm trying to find the audio because I had the one reporter. She was like, I want to see all this to make sure because it sounds like BS. Well, politicians were told by these guys that the corpses were estimated to be 1,000 years old. The specimens were reported to have been found alongside at least one other in a Peruvian algae mine, sparking a minor diplomatic tiff in the process given the country's authorities were not made aware of them to taking these discoveries to Mexico. So, Yeah, it's, they're very strange. We got to see the tendons and what looked like to be arteries, and we, we got to cut into the hip bone and really see the structure inside. I am thoroughly surprised uh, at what we've gathered for our samples today. All I'm right. very eager to find out DNA testing, what it is that we that we gathered. I mean, they, they hey. it, it's weird. It's weird because she's like, I'm kind of shocked because it, it actually seems real. I was waiting for the cardboard to pop out, but one of the doctors turned to her at that point and said, hey, hey I like you. Uh, what are you doing tonight? Right. In an extraordinary medical breakthrough, doctors say the guy, this is unbelievable, the life of a 34-year-old guy, Davey Bauer, he needed a complete lung transplant, both lungs, right? Oh. So uh, his lungs have become damaged because of all kinds of things, untreated flu, he got an infection, vaping, smoking, and- Working uh, in a tire factory. Right. Northwestern Medicine Thoroy- the guy who does the thing with the lungs, uh, Dr. Ankit Barat and his team devised an innovative approach to addressing the infection and maintaining blood flow in Bauer's body. They removed his damaged lungs completely, cleared the infection, rigged together parts from a blood pumping machine to keep his heart going, then to keep Bauer's heart stable and in position because the lungs are gone, they took a pair of double D implants, yes, breast implants, Oh. Stuffed him inside his chest under the heart to keep it buoyant or. Oh, well, yeah, because everything's kind of like in there. Like, um, yeah. Not to put Jill out there, but she but she had her whole hysterectomy thing. She's like, it feels weird. The doctor's like, yeah, you don't that you don't realize how much stuff goes in there. You know, you got to make sure everything sits up. 
Yeah. They, had, they had to put like a mesh hammock in to like keep your organs together when you have certain stuff taken out. Like if you get your appendix removed, they have to still support the other organs so they don't just jumbling around inside you. Like my organs are on a hammock. Well, you know what I'm. <laughs> Bopping around like soda cans in the trunk of a car. <laughs> well, the entire process took a few days, and when in a month, Bauer was sitting up breathing on his own without a breathing machine. They took those things out, though, right? Uh, doesn't say. He says he's getting more treats. Still in the hospital. This is this guy's like in bad shape. So but now but, he can tell his friends he's got a nice pair of double D's. That's right. Man in Shanghai, China has been living in a shopping mall for the last six months, complete with a living space. He had a desk there. He had a bed. Well, you know, you're right next to the Ikea. He had a tent. He had one of those office chairs, those expensive ergonomic office chairs, a table with a computer on it. Very impressive. He had an ergonomic office chair? I figured he'd drag one of those, you know, dollar massage recliners that they have into the... Yeah, he even found a way to generate electricity in his humble abode. Security guard allegedly stumbled upon the guy in his living space a month earlier, but let him stay after the mall dweller claimed he was desperate for a place to study. Well, that's happened all over. Look at Oviedo Mall. That place has been... Almost like a ghost town the past couple years. They're like, what are we going to do? Put some apartments in it. However, the guy was kicked out the day before Halloween. How mean are you, right? Uh, by a less sympathetic mall cop who replaced the old mall cop. And now he's ended up being arrested for doing it. Ah, that's Oh, come on. Leave terrible. the guy alone. What he's do you just want trying to, you Does know. he have to move to San Francisco and poop on the streets? That's terrible. Yeah, let him live in the mall and live off of Annie Ann's scraps. <laughs> Coming to HGTV, watch as our team of designers fix up a house and give the owners a very important choice to make. It's love it or live in a shopping mall instead. Okay, if you'll see over here, we've completely gutted the kitchen and put in new countertops. Oh, nice. Are those granite? They sure are. So what do you say? Do you want to love it or do you want to live in a shopping mall instead? Wait, that's an option? Yep, we've set up a nice little place for you to live inside the Forever 21. Hmm, sounds tempting. Do they have a Mrs. Fields? Oh yeah, two of them. I choose them all. It's all coming up on love <laughs> It or live in a shopping mall instead. Only on HGTV. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farron Farrell. So it was, uh, I didn't watch it. I mean, I don't think anybody else did. Uh, the first debate did pretty good. The second one kind of teeter off a little bit. And then the third one, I don't There was some entertainment, though. I'm sorry you missed it. Sorry I missed it. Mm-hmm. Saw some of the video this morning between Nikki Haley and Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. So I guess um, Nikki Haley's always preaching about the evils of TikTok. Well, yeah, because Vivek, I think at the last debate or the one before that, he mentioned how he was on TikTok, and she's like, this guy's on TikTok. So he kind of like called her out for calling him out about it. This is where the mudslinging really begins. I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer. You're Ooh. just scum. Yeah, and after that, Will Smith got up and slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> You're just scum. Oh, it's a wonderful That's world. Good. Then they, you know, of course, at the, they, they do the post-debate wrap-up, and Nikki goes, well, here's why I yelled at him and called him scum. Look, I'm a mom. I'm a mom. So the second that you go and you start saying something about my 25-year-old daughter, I'm going to get my back up. But this is, it's not even about the personal part. There are serious differences that I have with him. 
Well, okay. So well, we're all right. Fine. Uh, what else? Did she, well, this is uh, is this, this is him defending himself, Mister Vicake. No, because it's not a sin for a young person to be on TikTok. I think the error is somebody sanctimoniously lecturing the rest of the country about the perils of it while actually failing to set an example of leadership a little closer to home. They all do that, dude. Get used to it. This so, is definitely that point at the, you know, when the election year where it was like, well, I'm not going to talk about what I'm doing. I'm going to say what an idiot this guy is. And Trump, after all the criticism he gets, I mean, that's all they do. It's criticizing. But um, some of it, you know, is... is, is uh, Anyway, brought on by himself. But uh, most of it is just garbage. Remember when they said, oh, Trump's not going to show up to the debates? He's done. Well, apparently his strategy worked out because now his lead has increased even even more than just a week ago. And um, he's down in Hialeah con los hombres, con el botelo. And he's talking to everybody down there. And, and the, that crowd seemed bigger than the debate crowd. I oh, say. it was like over a thousand people down there. And here he was talking about his polls. Right now... Our numbers are higher than they've ever been. You see that, the poll numbers. We're beating them so badly in the polls. You probably saw last week the New York Times, no big fan of mine, I would say, and the Siena poll, very respected, of the general election. We are leading crooked Joe Biden in almost all of the swing states. In Pennsylvania, we're up four. In Michigan, we're up five. In Arizona, we're up five. In Georgia, we're up six. In Nevada, we're up 11 points. And nationally, we're up at numbers that, frankly, nobody's, uh, nobody's seen before. Nobody has seen it before. We're proud to see that these great numbers are led by surging support from Hispanic Americans, African Americans, and young people. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it's about time, man. And, uh, you know, Hispanics, uh, there's several reasons for that. Uh, I know that some of my family just came over here and they're like, uh, no, we're not voting Democrat. We just came from the crap that they want. And then you got people from Venezuela who really just recently lost their country to communism, pretty much communism. It's not declared, but Venezuela used to be an oil-rich country. I mean, prosperous uh, shopping malls, beautiful place. Now it's a, it's what Trump called another country uh, years ago. It's an S-hole. You know, it's just a dump because it went to the totalitarian dictatorship and, uh, and it's just everybody's fleeing. They're coming here. So they're not going to vote Democrat. But apparently, you know, Biden and the administration's under some delusion that they're going to come here and fall in love with Democrats, even though, you know, right at the onset of coming here, they get 2200 bucks, and then they get another 1200 a month after that every month, and they get free health care and free place to stay, maybe a nice hotel in New York, you know? <laughs> it's really insane, isn't it? But um, where was I going with this? I don't um, know. In a uh, uh, productive direction. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. Oh, I know where it was. But I wanted to play you something that just, uh, this just blew my mind. It was a few days ago, but I didn't get a chance to play it. On CNN, on CNN, one of their lead anchors said Trump was right. Listen to this. Uh, Christian, uh, Glenn Kessler from The Washington Post uh, had a fact check about Joe Biden uh, from earlier this month, um, noting that Hunter Biden admitted in court in July that he was, in fact, paid substantial sums uh, from Chinese companies. Kessler wrote, Hunter Biden reported nearly $2.4 million in income in 2017 and $2.2 million in income in 2018, most of which came from Chinese or Ukrainian interests. But this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said 
in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Take a listen. Remember that? My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. What you None of that is true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. So it's from two different debates, but I mean, Trump was right. I mean, he did make a fortune from China and Joe Biden was wrong. Now, let's just put a little icing on the cake here. Do you remember when CNN was the leader in saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation? Mm -hmm. And I can play you sound bites for an hour from all the major networks that still to this day, a lot of people say, oh, no, they tell the truth. They have sources. Okay, they lie to you every day. And, and if you don't know that by now, you're, you're willfully ignorant. I don't know. I don't know. Is that what's wrong out there? But um, Hillary Clinton was on The View. She can't let it go, man. I'm telling you, when, when she passes away and, and they close the uh, door on the casket, she's going to open it up and go, that election was stolen from me, and then close the door before they put it down. <laughs> She is unbelievable. She's on The View, which is obviously friendly territory. They were all but licking her ass on there. It was unbelievable. Uh, but she was despicable as usual. Um, and the main one is named Donald Trump. <laughs> okay, I can't personally believe that this loser has so many people who still think that he could make a decent president. That's Joy Behar before asking, talking to Hillary. It's, this is under the news moniker at NBC. It's, it's actually part of their news department lineup. It's crazy, but go ahead. He's been criminally charged with 91 counts. I mean, he's practically got one foot in jail and another one on a banana peel, this guy. <laughs> and they still say, oh, we still like him. What do you make of that? All right, here she comes. By the way, you know, Miss Mrs. Clinton did win the popular vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except this is not a democracy, and we don't vote directly for our uh, politicians, idiot. God, is it really that stupid? Is, it, is she, Joy I mean, Behar really that ignorant? I would have to imagine so. Yes. So she, she's not just saying that to get a rise out of people. She's that stupid. I, well, I mean, think about it. What do you think her day to day looks like? No, but I'm just saying, she graduated from high school. She probably went to a good college, right? I mean, how could yeah, you be that stupid to think that? We don't elect presidents on popular votes. We never have. But anyway, go ahead. I think that your loss to Trump in um, 2016 will go down in history as one of the most pivotal times in our country. One of the most pivotal moments in our country. Um, and it's still reeling from, you know, Trump's policies, I think. Oh, the horrible policies. Let's see. Um, where do we start? Let's see. A respected country from our enemies, a strong economy, a secure border, prosperous nation, 1.4% inflation most of the time. Yeah, that's horrible policies there, Sonny Hoiston, you failed lawyer. But go ahead. What, in your view, would happen if he were to be reelected? Oh, I can't even, I can't even think that because I think it would be the end of our country as we know it. And I don't say that lightly. You know, I hated losing, and I especially hated losing to him because I had seen so many warning signals during yes. the campaign. But I immediately said, look, we have to give him a chance. We've got to support, you know, the president we have. And I meant it. And I tried really hard. Which is completely untrue. As you remember, during the election in 2016, she orchestrated probably the biggest fraud in American history upon Donald Trump, the civilian at the time, by paying with cash 
to have this enormous story, the Russian collusion story, fabricated. So many people were involved. There was a dossier that the FBI used, and James Comey marched it into the president's office the week after he got elected to tell him, hey, look, there's this thing out there that you peed on Obama's bed in Russia in the hotel he stayed in. The whole thing was bought and paid for. She's a crook. She's a criminal. And that's, that's not even, that's a fact. But she's sitting out there lecturing everybody. How could they vote for this man? He's got 91 indictments, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's a crook, dude. And then she calls everybody, uh, uh, she calls Trump an election denier. Hello, Hillary. Are you looking in the mirror? You can run the best campaign and you can have the election stolen from you. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there's a psychological term for this. I know you. It's some people call it projection. You project on others what you see in yourself. But it's mm-hmm. actually more than that. It's something called AIM, accusation in a mirror, also called mirror politics, mirror propaganda, mirror image propaganda, or mirror argument. It's a technique where one falsely attributes to one's adversaries the intentions that one has for oneself and or the action, the one in the process, and let me see here, and or the actions that one is in the process of enacting. So in other words, you're planning on doing something or you do do something, you project that plan onto somebody else. Hillary's the one that's the crook in her head. We, she's a narcissist. I mean, that's that's usually how it always plays out. You have the people that are supposed to be doing, you know, uh, one job and they're actually doing the thing that they're going after people for. It's insane. But it goes on and on and on. If you want to be entertained, you can look it up, The View. They got it on Medialite, and they have it on some other places. But it's it's an incredible... The, 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 the massive amount of stupid on that show, and there's people that watch it every day, and that's how they get their news. That in itself should scare you to death. So. I mean, it, it, it's one of those where, like, everybody's a crook. I mean, think about it. Like, the FBI put the dossier out. Do you see that stuff that... Uh, oh, who is the senator? Chuck Grassley put out uh, about the FBI colluding with the Biden thing? No. Like while Biden was blackmailing, they were also blackmailing him oh, because God. they've known what he's been doing the entire time. Really? Oh, Jesse Waters had the whole thing on primetime about it. Not only was Biden blackmailing other countries and other countries blackmailing him, but the FBI was blackmailing Biden. Senator Chuck Grassley just announced that the Federal Bureau of Investigation has had 40 informants inside the Biden family for the last 15 years. 40 FBI informants, going back to the time Joe Biden was vice president, have been providing criminal information to FBI field offices throughout the country. 40 FBI informants have been feeding the Bureau exactly what Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden have been doing all over the world. So what does it mean that the FBI has had the Biden family wired? And what does it mean that the FBI hasn't done a thing? Well, it tells me that the FBI knows all of the president's dirty laundry and is blackmailing them. Because Senator Grassley also revealed that multiple FBI field offices tried to run this criminal information back to headquarters and were blocked at every corner. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, the politicians are scummy and doing scummy stuff, but the people that are supposed to investigate them for doing scummy stuff are doing scummy stuff in return. Oh, of I course. I mean, the, the whole thing's a scum fest. <laughs> 
You got to coin that phrase. I like that. Scum fest. It's All nice. right. Every week we take a sideways look at our politics from New York and his vivid fraud trial. The former president of the United States is here. Current GOP front runner by long shot was in Hialeah last night. Good morning, Donald Trump. Good morning, Stacy, And good morning, Smoke Crack. And everybody else, the crazy people. Well, Jill's out the, today. Yeah. It, it's your favorite president once again. And I have good news. What's that? Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders has just endorsed me for president. I heard that. Yes, and full disclosure, Huckabee also endorsed the Triple Whopper with cheese at Burger King. <laughs> I will tell you, Huckabee is one of the few people to remain loyal. So loyal. Even Melania is like, I don't know how you do it, Donald. <laughs> well, we wanted to ask you about your daughter Ivanka testifying in uh, just a minute. But first, you took the stand on Monday in your uh, civil fraud trial. And, of course, I did amazing because I had to. I had to be. The fate of me slapping my name on buildings, parks, highways, and manhole covers in New York hangs in the balance, guys. It really does. So, under oath, you verbally attacked the judge, saying the fraud is on the court, not me. Okay, let me tell you, there are two things I never trust. Two. One, anyone who spells gonorrhea right on the first try. (laughs) And two, this judge. I mean, the fraud is so horrible with this loser. Well, uh, the the judge told you that this is a courtroom, not a political rally, and you called the uh, New York Attorney General a political hack. Total hack. She got a license to practice law out of a Cracker Jack box. (laughs) Well, that's not true, but at one point the judge even said to your lawyers, I beseech you to control him if you can. You know, I was perfect, but what is this nonsense with I beseech you? Suddenly we've got Judge William Shakespeare over here. (laughs) I held my tongue, but what I should have said is, nobody talks like that, you thesaurus-using biatch. (laughs) (laughs) A report came out saying that after your son Don Jr. testified, he asked the courtroom sketch artist to make him look sexy. No. Uh, Did you hear that story, sir? Yes, I did. And frankly, it was a serious request because we all take this trial very seriously. You may not have known this, but I also asked the artist to remove one chin from my chiseled jawline. (laughs) No, you didn't. Look, I love Donnie. I really do. And I say this out of love. He's just a colossal jackass. And I mean that with all due respect. Uh I just, he can't help it. Come on, really? Make him look sexy in the sketch? If God couldn't do it, how in the hell is this guy going to do it? I mean, let's be real. These artists aren't miracle workers. They only have crayons, not a wand. All right, well, well, let's get back to some serious answers to my questions here, please. Before we go any further, Uh, Stacey, uh you have to acknowledge that you guys have seen the gorgeous female attorney that's right by my side there in court. Yeah. Her name's Alina Haba. Uh uh-huh. As in Haba Haba Haba. Somehow that's her real name. Yeah, yeah, sure. she's she's something else. Yeah, she is so incredibly qualified too. I mean, she got her law degree at uh, I don't I don't have a damn clue. I don't even know if she graduated high school. But come on, woo, 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 woo. I mean, she makes the chick in Legally Blonde look like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> okay. I gotta be honest. When I'm sitting next to this little cupcake, I'm not waving. I'm not waiting until the honorable judge, whatever the hell his name is, walks into the courtroom. I'm rising, believe me. <laughs> oh, come on. Sir, you're making this uh, kind of awkward here, but let's let's do the segue anyway. I have to ask you about your daughter, Ivanka, now. She testified uh, yesterday. How do you think she did? Well, she did an absolutely fantastic job. I have no idea what she actually said, but if it was her sister Tiffany up there, I'd be very worried. 
Luckily, that didn't happen. You remember what I said about the sketch artist, right? Right. They're not miracle workers. I see. <laughs> well, uh, sir, the uh, new report in the Washington Post says that you and your allies are actively making plans to plot revenge on specific political enemies. Is there any truth to any of that, sir? Is there any truth to that? Yeah. Has Sleepy Joe ever met a Stairmaster he didn't like? Yes. <laughs> Of course there's truth to this, and it will happen. I'm sure about this, and I, I'm, as, I'm as sure about this as I am about my Halloween candy not lasting until Thanksgiving. And fair warning, I'm not going to only lock up the judges in my trials, but also the judges who didn't give me an Emmy for The Apprentice. All right. Well, thanks for calling former President Trump. You're welcome, Stacy, and you're welcome for the huge ratings boost. Yeah. Unlike the lame Trumpless GOP debate last night, your boost will be huge. The Sunny Update. <laughs> Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. And it's brought to you by All Electric Services. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, Richard. What? I didn't realize this is a thing, but olive oil. The prices have gone through the roof. Oh, that Mount Dora store is going to be making a lot of money. You know, I always wondered how they kept the lights on there. Your whole business is artisanal olive oils. How many different ways can you do it? Dude, it's Mount Dora. They're, they're, there's people in there all the time. That's what I said to my what, what are you doing? And she's spending an hour in there going, what are you doing? It's olive oil. <laughs> Just grab one. You know oh, what I'm no, saying? No, you it's, don't understand. She's a chef, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, can I open a ketchup thing like that? Artisanal ketchups? <laughs> yeah. This one's got pepper in it. <laughs> but I guess the price of olive oil is just shot through the roof, and it's becoming a problem over in Greece. Um, on the outskirts of Athens, mm-hmm. near the Konstantinos Morku, there's a, a grower there. They, uh, they, they've been growing these olive trees, and now they've got a, a big problem. They got a 150-year-old olive tree that's apparently incredible, but it's uh, it's been cut among 15 others on the neighboring uh, olive farms and everything. Thieves are cutting branches off the olive trees to make money. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, I guess this whole thing is the, the price of olive oil going through the roof has caused criminals to steal olive branches and saw them off. They're just gangs okay. of people using chainsaws. Who sits around in the criminal planning meeting and goes, let's see, hit a bank, uh, hit a couple of guests, and no, let's go to the olive grove. Yeah, the catalytic converter thing's played out. We need a new angle. Olives. Olive oil. You should see the price of olive oil. Who thinks of that? I don't know, but why, why don't you and Vinny get a couple of and chainsaws, go down there to the olive farm, grab some branches, and we'll start making our own. Now, do they take the branches with the olives over to a factory that's legit, and then they have to do it, like, undercover? Yeah, it's like a meth lab, but it's an olive oil lab. Right. They, what do you got they... in the truck this week? Well, I got two branches. I got a bushel of green. I got a bushel of black olives. See what you can make out of them. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, crime just gets weirder and weirder. I oh. thought the catalytic converter thing was weird. I'm like, what are you, cutting the exhaust system out of cars for what? Oh, there's platinum inside. I got gotcha. you. Wow. But olives, I, d- I didn't see that one coming. Borderline. I feel like drinking a glass of wine. Yeah. According to this British physician... A lot of people are borderline alcoholic and probably don't even know it. All right, let me uh, give me the uh, requirements there to join that club. Well, a lot of people, he says a lot of people, this guy, Dr. Dave Nichols, a British physician and a medical advisor, um, 
he says that a lot of people are like borderline alcoholic because they don't know when to stop. They just drink too much every time. So is there like a number of ounces? What are we well, talking about he, here? He shares six signs that you might be a borderline alcoholic. Oh, okay. Drinking alcohol every day without realizing it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, if you go home and crush six beers and that's your daily. Okay. Maybe w- not. Without realizing it? Okay. All right. Keep going. Uh, binge drinking often. You know, if you're getting hammered every weekend like I used to, it's it's hard to stay up. Yeah, I remember. I'm. You know, it's funny because I remember back then, college and stuff like that. And you, your intention was just to get buzzed, you know, and you would just down like two beers. It'd be like 100 degrees out. Boom, boom, two of them. Let me ask you this. You ever turn down an invite to go out somewhere if there wasn't booze? Uh, not now, but uh, used to. Says that, that's yeah. one of the signs. Only socializing if alcohol's involved. Nah. What do you mean? It's a cash bar? I ain't going. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, drinking frequently during the day. No, that's definitely a sign right there. But yeah, I, again, I, away my big bottle of I remember I remember working in the 80s at 106.7 over here. Yeah. And, you know, it's top 40. And the record guy would come in town. He's the representative for the record company. And we'd go out to lunch. I'd down three white Russians. Well, he's paying. And, why wouldn't you? And go back to work. <laughs> he's paying. Why wouldn't you? That's six shots. After that, I told the afternoon DJ to let me play some music. Dude, nobody said anything. Those were the days. Yeah, well, I mean, it's back in the day, was, sure you could. Dude, there was no HR department. There was the bookkeeper. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you didn't that. do a sales meeting without having your decanter next to your desk. Oh, no, and then on Fridays, yeah, I remember that. Sketch. And that was pretty recent. That was in the 90s. On Friday, the manager would g- give you like 100 bucks. You go down to uh, Fat Tuesdays, get the 191 octane, get a few pinas, and then, of course, you'd have to go for the orange screw, and you'd get all these things, bring them back in a crate to the station, and everybody, everybody would drink. Didn't we do that for a brief period? Here? Nah. Yeah, we had one or two little, like, happy hours here, but we used to do it at, uh, what was it? It was Wednesday nights? That I was think before at, my at time. Latitudes? Oh, you mean going somewhere? That was somewhere. like, now, go, I'm talking about they brought it in the station. If you did that now, you'd be fired on the spot. Oh, yeah, but it was one of those where, like, every DJ in town went to this one bar, and we all just got wrecked. Yeah, and yeah, And then you yeah. could tell, like, the weekend crew would come and be like, eh, so anyway. Dude, we stopped having fun so many years ago. I mean, not just radio. I'm just, uh, in general, we just, oh, but, you know, that's, we're making the road safer. No, it's actually not. Dr- dr- drunk driving is much higher now than when we had hot, happy hours and, and remember two-for-ones and w- ladies' night. Remember ladies' night? Yeah. Oh, let's go to the bar. It's ladies' night. And all these seedy guys in leisure suits would be waiting there. It's ladies' night. Yeah, see, fun drunk is is fun, but drinking because you're depressed—that's that's not fun. No. Now, no. but I'm just saying other, in general, things were more fun just 20 years ago. Do you find it irritating when others are not drinking? No, not or, me. But I know people that do. Yeah, I, I was amazed at the amount of that I got. Like after you know my initial drinking in my 20s. And it's, you know, you're like, all right, look, I can't wake up with an $80 receipt in my pocket again and not know where it's from. Oh, man. That's bad. So, like, I stopped drinking for a while, and every time you go out, it's like, I'll just have a, a soda. A soda? What is, we, let, me, let me get him a mite I'll do while he's out. Have a <laughs> shot. What is the matter with you? Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. You, the, the peer pressure gets you sometimes. Yeah, not anymore. I don't even drink. I have, like, two drinks a week. That's about it. But some people that, like, are the, the super high-functioning people that are just schnockered all day, every day, oh, dude, you can't there's tell. A lot, there's, there's as many, if not more, alcoholics now than I've ever seen. I mean, that, that blows my mind, because, like, sometimes the only way you can tell is if they have, like, that puffy face. Yep. 
I mean, that's usually a. It's a nasty. At the news people. It's a nasty addiction. It really is. A lot of the news anchors we see were like, his face looks puffy. You think he's drinking again? But I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's- I lived with an alcoholic for a little while. I'll never forget, she'd get up at 10 a.m. on Friday and start vacuuming with a drink in her hand. I, I, I mean, I guess that makes vacuuming more fun, but 10 a.m., geez. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Is that yeah. part of a balanced breakfast? I think it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've been getting a lot of robocalls lately. I've been getting a nah. ton. I've been getting like five to six a day. Nah. And I don't know if that's because I answer and try to, uh, like I had a guy called me yesterday. He's like, my name is Zach Johnson. <laughs> Z-A-C. I was like, can you spell that for me? He goes, Z-A-C-H. H. And I said, H, huh? Is that how you say H? Your name's really Zach Johnson? And he's like, uh, uh, and then hung up. So maybe H. I'm doing it wrong and I shouldn't be answering them. A, B, C, H. But I guess there's a, a new report released by Ben Verified. There are these researchers that go over these scam calls. They Apparently now they get you through everything. 157,000 suspicious text messages and phone calls made over the past two years. They analyzed those and found a bunch of numbers that like stick out mm-hmm. as particularly problematic. And they get mostly like older folks that don't get it. You know, when you get the the call and they're like, it's Publishers Clearinghouse. And I'm like, haven't they been out for a long time? Is that still a thing? I don't understand that. I mean, um, like... If you're older now, you're not older, 1950s older. You know what I mean? You're not. Yeah. It's like if you're 60 now, you've lived through, you know, technology and computers and cell phones and everything. How could you fall for something like that? I mean, some of the stuff they give you is like the IRS warnings. They try to strike fear into you. This is the IRS. You owe us a bunch of money. You better call us back. Yeah, nobody does that. And then FedEx, every week I get the one uh, text that says, your package is undeliverable. Call that's, this number. And of course, if you call that number, they steal all your crap out of your that's phone. That's what they're saying. But it's, I mean, it's package delivery notifications. Hey, oh, your jewelry left on your porch has been missing. Call us. I mean, you live six decades. You think by then you would know. Even take the technology out of the picture, you'd just be a little streetwise, you know, by then. No? Well, the the, the one that's been really getting people is uh, scammers are using um, text messages and oh, yeah. they're, they're saying, like, the victims, like, a, a bank or Wells Fargo account has been frozen due to suspicious activity. Yeah. And as soon as you see that, you're like, wait a second, I got to handle this. And you just hit the link or call the number without even realizing it, and then boom. Yeah. They got you. Yep. So th- that's becoming a, a, a huge thing for people. And there was one, uh, some of the contests, though, don't make any sense. Like, you won $7 million. You won a Mercedes. And it's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I'm not that lucky, trust me. Once in my life, and this was back before the text stuff, this guy, Larry, I'll never forget him. He actually did, he got uh, a letter in the mail, and he actually won something, and he didn't go. He was like, that's more garbage, and threw it out. and thought it was a scam, but he actually won a real thing? Finally, they chased him down, and they gave him the car, and he turned it down because of the taxes, but he did win a car. But it went on for like six months before they finally found him. He goes, no, no, you registered here at our dealership, and you actually won this car. It was a piece of crap, but... <laughs> that's a, that's how they get you with those. You got to pay. Oh the yeah, tax. no, they tell you you're gonna win a car, and it's the absolute hunk of crap they had in the back lot for months. This is the trick that I think you would fall for. What's uh, up? Recipients got a number sent in their text claiming a Dyson vacuum couldn't be delivered. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the Dyson that sucks them in every time. Six hundred dollar vacuum. Sign me up. Where, where do I call? Yeah, I got a vacuum. Here's my social. <laughs> I got a vacuum fetish. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Um, so Jill mentioned this yesterday, and I don't know. I don't find Patrick Dempsey to be that 
good-looking. But yeah. he was labeled People Magazine's sexiest man alive. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, I don't read People Magazine. I don't think anybody does anymore. Well, I think the older older women do. Yeah, but, like, I just wish they'd come out with, like, a... They do the sexiest man and sexiest woman. Give me sexy something else, like technology. You and I love things that plug in. Sexy stuff. You know, I don't want to have to listen to the entire consumer electronics showcase report in order to find out what the cool new gadget is. Put that in. Yeah, I gotcha. If you're tired of those lame, sexiest man alive issues, get ready for Consumer Reports' sexiest appliance issue. Come to Papa. Check out this microwave with 1,100 watts of power. You know what I'd like to stick in there? A frozen dinner? Oh, yeah. I'm going to love this magazine. How about (laughs) this stand mixer? Yeah? With optional sausage grinder. Oh, maybe skip that part. And maybe you'd like to see our center. Fold. I sure would. Get ready for Mr. Coffee. Hey, what kind of magazine is this? Consumer Reports Sexiest Appliance Issue. I like the knobs on the toaster oven at least. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you ready for some stupid news? It's stupid. Yeah. But we like it. Here's Rick Jill and Smokestack. I'm going to make an on-air live call here yesterday. One of the headlines, the real one, was deer crashes through lingerie store in Michigan. Did you see that? Yeah, that was wild because he, like, cut himself on the glass, too. There's deer blood everywhere, and he's running and freaking out. Yeah, here is uh, the store owner. The deer, I mean, that deer was coming at fast. It was was hurling. Uh, Not that kind of. Oh, they're very quick. A white-tailed deer is hard to chase. He uh, broke right through the front pane of glass, didn't slow him down at all, hit a bunch of thongs, went under a table, tipped a bunch of little tiny bras over. We had a deer leap through our glass door and create an entire ruckus all the way around the shop. Yeah, uh, you could see the employees running. This is funny, though. Uh, One employee, people do weird things when they're frightened. This one employee, she's the cashier, I guess, or one of the salespeople. She does the thing with her arms. The deer comes in. And she, you ever see this? In, I've seen it on TV. She tightens her fists like this and goes, does this thing. What is that? I, I, is that like a, a fear, like, don't want this it's motion? Like, yeah, it's like flapping your wings with your fists put together. I think it's called flailing. Flailing? Is that flailing? <laughs> the deer comes in and this woman does the strangest motion. It's like like she's going to take off flying or something. Like if she had pom-poms, she'd make a great cheerleader. Right. It was the weirdest thing. The other employees were running for their lives. One other employee, the brave one, stood there and waited to see what the deer was going to do next. Was probably the smartest thing to do because you could run right into it. They're not They're not slow. Oh, no. pretty much kind remained somewhat calm and uh, just stayed out of the way. Yeah, that's what she's saying about that employee I talked about. It wasn't moving. I've been oh. having a rough season, so to have this on top of that is um, is is adding to the challenge. Yep. Well, I, I'm going to do some s- stories from memory that I missed yesterday. There's this one woman. She's 23 years old. <clears throat> And uh, she's been teaching at a high school, I forget where, because I don't have the script in front of me, for about, um, I think it's about four years. Really enjoys it. She's a great teacher and all that. But she only made $42,000 a year. And this is in a rural community in the middle of nowhere. And you know where they have those joint high schools that take in three towns? Yeah. So she's doing pretty well, except it, she, she can't pay the bills. She's got three kids of her. It's just impossible. So she decides to do what they all do. OnlyFans. 
Oh, yeah. Tonight, a former teacher in the Metro speaks only to four about being outed for bearing it all. When that Franklin County woman's OnlyFans page was found, she was pulled from the classroom. I love this dorky anchor on this TV station. You could look at him and you could see, yeah, you went and looked, didn't you? Of course he did. I would never do that. I don't do that sort of thing. Never, ever, ever have I looked for boobs online. The only reason I knew about the story is because I'd already been subscribed for months. Yeah, yeah. He's real straight laced. He's got his real young. His hair is perfect. You know, that kind of guy. I love Mike my Pence. Pence. Yeah, yeah, I love my wife. Yeah, and she's great. Real pal. All right, go ahead. She was at St. Clair High School as an English teacher, mm -hmm. and one reason for her departure, to make more money. She started an OnlyFans page, a site that's growing popular across <laughs> many generations. On OnlyFans, some offer premium content to build connections with subscribers, Ooh. such as inspirational speeches, photos, and even adult content. Wait a minute. Even adult hey, content? Hey. <laughs> you mean mostly adult content with hey. the occasional inspirational speech, and they're like, yeah, because yeah. that's what I go there for, the inspiration speech. Wow. <laughs> what a dopey. Now, I believe that she's never ever even looked into OnlyFans there to do that story. But go ahead. This is uh, the teacher. Coppage says her yearly teaching salary was $42,000. A lot of people asking, why don't you just get like a part time job somewhere? You know, that is she did in her bedroom. <laughs> that, that is the but, but I mean, think about what, you know, why don't you just work at Starbucks for like $3 an hour? Because I'm doing this anyway. I might as well get paid for it. Dude, she's she made a million dollars already. She's only do, been doing it for like a six-month period. One million. And and their friends are like, why don't you, why, you, know, why don't you go work at, at Bet Betsy's Ice Cream Cone Hut? Yeah, I'm not going to be serving up $5 footlongs when well, you she's be doing serving up $5 <laughs> footlongs <laughs> from the comfort of your own home and make a million dollars. I mean... Put it this way, she's only got to do it for a couple years. They say you put $3 million well invested in the stock market. You can live off the dividends $150,000 a year for the rest of your life. That's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's a retirement the plan. immediately retained legal counsel for assistance due to the sense. Oh, the school. Yeah, and then the school, of course, before they fired her or asked her to resign, they had to obtain legal counsel to see if they could actually do that. You know, every male in that school administration's been on our page already. Oh, yeah, the lawyers are probably just. What were they like anyway? They look pretty good. Are they real? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the district immediately retained legal counsel for assistance due to the sensitivity of the matter and to protect the integrity of the investigation. Yeah, Mr. James Kirk Esquire, listen, she dumped him out. We saw him. What can we do here, huh? Our handbook policies are very vague, and they just say something about, like, represent yourself well. Did I violate that? I feel like that's... A matter of opinion. I think she represented herself well. <laughs> that sweet, sticky icky. The New York Post had some of the, you know, faded out pictures, you know, with the little, you know, the headline that says, Don't you have any respect for yourself? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've been able to pay off all my student loans, of course like you have. any car loans or credit card debt. Like, I have no debt now. So, like, that's really freeing. Yeah, I bet it is. Like, <laughs> you know, all I had to do was, like, show my boobs, and guys were like, Here, I'll pay for your car. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that must be something, huh? You know, no, because as a guy, you, you know, women talk about you know, men have everything. No, men don't have anything. We don't have. All you have to do is dump them out, and all of a sudden the cash flow starts. We don't have that. It it kind of works for dudes too. When? I uh, I happen to know a friend of mine that worked downtown at a you know the club scene for a while. He was like a manager there, and it, because it's the internet, you get open to a large category of people. 
Yeah, I don't he think it's as lucrative. Twenty like k a week. Doing what? Taking pictures of himself in his underwear. That's it. He doesn't yeah, whip you, it out. But he's probably like ex- super extremely good looking. Eh, kind of handsome. Definitely going to the gym more now that he's got all day to do it. See, but she's not. She's a teacher. I don't think she goes to the gym. She doesn't do much. You don't have to be that. You know, you yeah. just. I mean, dump, dump them out, and there's guys lined up for blocks. That this dude, he's like, dude, I go and buy a cucumber from the produce section, take a couple photos. All right. right. <laughs> okay. Pizza guy storyline. This is this is incredible. This is just like that Ron. Do we still have that Ron Jeremy cut? Wait, wait. I got it. I got so, it. I think you have it over yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have it. Um, it. It's just such a classic. These old '70s pornos. Hold on. Let me move my microphone. They were just so flowery and like. Well, they were gross. The porn stars on those. Let me see if this is. Well, it, it was back in the day when having an afro in any location was considered fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. I don't know if this is it. Yeah, this is it. Okay, so this is from the seventies, nineteen seventy-eight. Ron Jeremy, who was the ugliest porn star, he looks like a frog. Somehow, he made a fortune. Even in his prime, he looked terrible. Dude, he was he was a a. a, a Troll. He looked like someone to crawl out of some kind of, anyway, some nuclear disaster. Anyway, here he is. Uh, he's the pizza delivery guy. The water, the large, the sausage. We did, but we don't have any money. How can we pay you? Well, well. how can they pay me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! That was uh, yeah, that, and it was grainy porn, and, and nobody oh. was good looking, and it was just horrible. Well, because I mean, you didn't have as many people that were willing to, you know, put it out there. Right now, so, like I said, all you got to do be is a, a school teacher with a car loan to pay off. And yeah, who was the uh, biggest porn star back in the seventies? Uh, what was her name? Remember her? Oh, Debbie. No, it was the one she did Detroit and she did Dallas and she did a few things. No, 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 no. It was before that. It was the one that uh, it started the whole thing. And the guy's name we knew every. It, w- it was a common household name. It was a uh, Harry Belafonte. No, uh, no, <laughs> Harry, Harry Houdini, Harry Johnson, <laughs> Harry uh, no, Jenkins. What? No, it wasn't. No, uh, but the very first the big she was a big porn star. What was her name? Deep Throat was a movie. Oh. I don't know if I caught that one. Well, anyway, so that, that, was the, that, was like, <laughs> that was like the godfather of porn back then. That was like it. Well, I mean, how many did you need? People were a little bit more not into that. Oh, God, I'm running late. All right, so uh, this pizza guy, this is what this is all about. Actually, this actually happened, and it's much, much pleasing, more pleasing on the eye than the pizza delivery guy with uh, the guy you just heard. Driver delivering a pizza pie. Opened the door. The ladies opened the door, and it was Louisa Kovansky and Francis James, both naked and good naked, as opposed to Seinfeld's. Oh, no. the bad naked. Oh, yeah. this these were these were two models, two Instagram models. I don't know what they did, but they should have been doing it. Yeah, they opened the door and clearly exposing what they had uh, to the pizza guy. And that's all I got. That's where the story ends. Wow. I probably didn't have time to write any more of it because he got busy right away. Well, you know. know, as soon as he went back to the pizza shop, they were what like... What they like anyway? <laughs> they look pretty good. Are they real? Are they built for speed or for comfort? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, finally, uh, there's going to be one less lonely sheep. A sheep dubbed Britain's loneliest sheep has been rescued. Oh, so- I heard about this. This is... They like left her on an island alone for like years? Yeah, Fiona the sheep was rescued Saturday after being stranded and living in solitude for more than two years at the foothills of the Scottish Highlands. 
According to the BBC, the world's loneliest sheep is lonely no more. Farmer Ben Best of Descani Farms told the outlet the hue, is am I saying that correctly? Because here we uh, call the him. The hue? was brought to Descani Farm in Dumfries on Sunday under cover of darkness because they wanted to avoid the protesters from the animal rights groups over oh. her being moved to a farm. See, that's bad. You got to leave her isolated on an island to fend for herself. Well, I mean, you know, you got a lot of grass that needs cut there. Nobody goes there often. Leave the sheep to do it. Yeah, Fiona's now a uh, social media star, and it's been a couple of stressful days. Last night, says the uh, owner, last night under the cover of darkness, we brought her in just away from any prying eyes. Are they doing a castaway too with the sheep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine that? She sees all the sod and goes, oh, just like when he saw the shrimp. Oh, geez. Yeah, the poor sheep. There's probably a lot of wool to cut off, though. Probably. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Fiona is reportedly in good condition at the farm. She has settled in absolutely brilliantly. She has been eating, drinking, and having her best life and back and not being lonely anymore. And that's what's important. Hello. I am an odd year. No. Uh, stop. Oh. oh, it was such a great setup, too. Oh, well, well. Uh, the, the, the Let me do it again. And she's lonely no more. My sheep was so lonely. Right, buddy? Luckily, there's Sheep Harmony. SheepHarmony.com matches your sheep up with a mate based on one dimension of compatibility, whether or not it's a sheep. My sheep met a very special sheep. They love going for long walks through the pasture. Right, sheep and sheep? And they, oh, wow, they're really um in love. Okay, can we please keep it clean? There are kids nearby. Hey, honey, I'm going to take Timmy to soccer practice and, oh! Timmy, Timmy, get in the car. Look away from the sheep. Look away from the sheep. Sheepharmony.com. Find a special sheep for your sheep today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. These people are insane. Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. It certainly has, and this update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Last night, it was fun to watch the... Uh, Third Republican debate. Ugh. Little entertainment. I mean, there's no reason for it. No, it's... It, Trump's so far ahead, it's it's a joke to even have this thing. But they did. Nikki Haley and uh, Mr. Ramaswamy got into it. You see, um, Nikki's always talking about how... And it's true. Uh, TikTok is a Chinese app, and they use it to spy on our youth. And she was yelling at... It was like a first debate or second debate? Where yeah, she was yelling at Vivek. She's like, and he's on TikTok, which is a China app! And she was going off at him about that, so he brought it up. Yep. I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which was about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the scum. easy answer. You're just scum. And then Ooh. she went on TV later and explained it. Look, I'm a mom. I'm a mom. So the second that you go and you start saying something about my 25-year-old daughter, I'm going to get my back up. But this is, it's not even about the personal part. There are serious differences that I have with him. She's got strange lingo. Going to get my back up and uh, what was the other one? Keep my daughter out of your voice? What is, yeah. I don't, what I is all that? She was probably thinking the Will Smith, keep my wife's name out your blanking mouth. Yeah, but that, 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 that made sense. That that sentence structure was there. This is like... Say, did Nikki Haley's husband get up and slap Ramaswamy? Should have. <laughs> you know, a little violence would have been good. 
You know, I've been waiting for somebody to smack somebody. So Trump was down in Hialeah talking his stuff, his smack, because uh, he's ahead and he didn't have to be at any of these debates. People were criticizing him like, how could he do that? How could he not go to the debate? Well, because he doesn't need to. He went up again in the polls. Right now, our numbers are higher than they've ever been. You see that, the poll numbers. We're beating them so badly in the polls. You probably saw last week the New York Times, no big fan of mine, I would say, and the Siena poll, very respected, of the general election. We are leading crooked Joe Biden in almost all of the swing states. In Pennsylvania, we're up four. In Michigan, we're up five. In Arizona, we're up five. In Georgia, we're up six. In Nevada, we're up 11 points. Yeah, we can go on. And look, it's a year out still, so literally a year out. Anything could happen. I wonder, you know, it seems like people have stuck with Trump all through this indictment shower. And what happens when the convictions start? Because out of 91 counts, there's going to be something that'll stick. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're just throwing stuff against the wall. If something sticks, will people still stick with him? My prediction is more so. We'll see. Because it's one of those where, like, the government allows so much bad and corruption to happen behind closed doors and shoves that under the rug. Like cocaine at the White House. We don't need to figure out whose it is. So what? They brought an illegal powdery substance into the one of the most secure places in the country, but we're not worried about that. Oh, and they knew who it was. But when they go after this guy, yeah, it's like, oh, why are you trying to keep him quiet? But if you look at the polling numbers, the interesting part, and, and it's it's uh, to me it's heartwarming because people are starting to wake up. And it, it wouldn't matter if it was Trump or somebody else. It's just people are starting to see what's going on with our country. Biden is intentionally destroying this country. I don't know if it's him. I mean, it's hard to tell. I don't know what kind of drugs they give him when he goes out and speaks. But it could be the, you know, the human infrastructure that's uh, set up around them. I don't know. I mean, the border thing. Look, if you look at the border thing and you really look at it and study it, you know this is this is purposeful destruction. It really is. There's no other way to put it. Oh, you're just throwing stuff at... No. I mean, not to put my tinfoil hat on and get too deep, but think about it this way. Like, we we always have some crisis that happens, and when that happens, we give control to the government to do something. You know, after 9-11, yeah, please, you know, give me the whole credit card treatment and pat me down and grope me at the TSA before I get on the plane, go through my bags, check my emails, listen to my phone calls. I just don't want this to happen again. Right. So the more you let people in, is it, like you said, to get votes or is it to go, well, we let somebody in, somebody's going to do something and then we have another way to crack down. Well, I mean, you're not really sure exactly why they're letting these people in. We know it's on purpose. It's what's the purpose. The purpose could be a number of things. It could be all, everything together. You know. So, Did you and, see that video where the guy had the forklift and they were lifting the razor wire that Texas put down so people could get under? Yeah. yeah like, no. what, what are you doing? No, when the federal government goes down to Texas without permission from the state and starts cutting the razor wire without permission from the governor of the uh, wire that's keeping... Uh, you know, immigrants out of the river there. Um, you know it's on purpose. Come in. They're working against us. And now the Department of Homeland Security, which is a ridiculous name for that department, it should be the Homeland Department of Homeland being infiltrated by illegals department of letting them in. It's a long, maybe can't get on a business card. But I mean, it's all on purpose, man. Anyway, we just don't know the exact reasons. I think voting block is one of them. Uh, chaos is probably another. That's the George Soros theory and the one you just said. We create enough chaos, people get, you know, 
just frightened by everything that's going on, then they rely on the government to make it all it's, good again, and that's when you really get the hammer down. Yeah, because what was that thing we uh, we played yesterday, the whole Machiavellian thing? You know, you start a fire at the back of the house, then run to the front of the house with a fire extinguisher, and people will pay whatever to get it, and they'll thank you for it. Right. All right, so Tesla and Figaro. Don't know who she is, but uh, apparently she's a Democrat, and uh, she works on hardline news now, but she was in politics. She also has a couple of other businesses. She's a political consultant. She has a podcast called The Black Effect Podcast. Um, She's concerned about all this because she thinks that Biden is losing the Hispanics and the blacks because of everything he's doing with Israel and all the other stuff going on. And you know what? She's absolutely 100% correct. But listen to her. She loses her mind. Um, and the main one is named Donald Trump. No, wait, hold, 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 <laughs> okay, hold I- on, everybody. Hold, keep the ship upright. Here we go. Black voters are falling off. Now you have the Muslim and Arab community. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, stop the recording. What did she just say? Play that for me again. Black voters are falling off. Now you have the Muslim and Arab community. <laughs> did she just say that? I'm pretty sure she did. What was that? Is uh, she married to Hank Johnson? Oh, jeez. The Arab community. Okay, that's the way to endear yourself. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, go on. Black voters are falling off. Now you have the Muslim and Arab community Uh that is falling off. It is clearly saying we will go against you, which you need Michigan to win, by the way. Right. So when liberals tweet me, my fellow liberals or progressives or whatever you want to call yourself tonight, when you tweet me and say that I'm helping Trump, I came to Fox News to tell you that Joe Biden is helping Trump. I came to tell you that Joe Biden is the campaign manager for, for Donald Trump if he does not conti- if he continues on this path. People want a different choice. You had a former president that was on the stand today, Jesse. That means that it should be a landslide for the Democrat side for Trump to still be winning overwhelmingly in the polls to still be winning overwhelmingly across the board it says it is a problem get away from the ego off the high horse and give people <laughs> a better option opposed to telling other candidates that you shouldn't run you know it's it's amazing to me that again um credit where credit's due all these people are pretty well educated it's it's these aren't people that just you know graduated elementary school never went back they, most of them have like one bachelor's degree and maybe master's. Some of them have PhDs. You'd think by now they would have learned it's not what you're saying, dude. It's not what you're saying. It's not because of what... It's because of the policies and and the communist-leaning efforts of our current administration that is having people who really don't want to vote for Trump. There's a lot of those, even Republicans, running to Trump. Yeah, because under Trump and under the policies, forget his, forget the mean tweets and all the crap. Take his yellow, uh, orange face out of it and his hair. I mean, the policies were working. Yeah, I so, mean, I feel like every election has that lesser of two evils moment, but in this case, we've seen both. Yeah, and we're like, ah, eh, you know, he might have had some mean tweets, but you know, I wasn't paying twelve dollars for toothpaste. <laughs> No, it's incredible. So I guess we'll never know because they won't allow anybody to win. And I want to be very clear because I know people are going to tweet me. Oh, I can't believe you're going on Fox. Well, I have to go on Fox because if I go to the liberal network, they're not going to let you hear it. Right. Your Democrat Ooh. leaders are not listening to you. Me, myself, organized 300 candidates, operatives and organizers in Atlanta, Georgia, just last year. Just me, Jesse. Just one woman and a couple of my friends organized candidates from all over the country. There are people who want to run. There are people that need the support. There are people on the local 
in the state and the federal level that want to raise their hand, but they've been told to sit down. That's right. No, she's right about that. And, you know, but uh, there's a couple that uh, we know of that are being considered, and that's Gavin Newsom and Hillary Clinton. Why do you think Hillary was on The View yesterday? Why do you think Gavin Newsom went to China last week? Come on, man. Give her, you know, they really think people are stupid. And what's funny is this. She's a Democrat. She's a hardcore Democrat going on there. I would say a lo- far left Democrat. And she's actually... Um, Dis- disincentivizing people to vote for Biden by what she's saying right there, or at least to vote Democrat. She hear what she's saying? She's saying bad things about them. Yeah, but it, at a certain point, like like Bill Maher, everybody comes down on him. They're like, you're a Democrat. It's like, yeah, but I'm also not an idiot. Exactly. Perfect. Way to go. I just so can't anyway, she said the thing. The judge in the Trump case in New York City, the fraud trial, where there when nobody was injured, there was no complaints. Banks made money, and there's really no plaintiff other than Letitia James, who got elected, and her whole platform was, I'm going to get Trump. What yeah, when, when you make that your reason to get elected, and then you you get in there, uh, I, I guess we all expected it to kind of go like this, but at a certain point, it's like, you're a judge, though. How impartial could you be here? Well, we're talking about the uh, Attorney General, Letitia James. But the judge, Arthur Engeron, this is amazing. So he's the one. It's it's a clubhouse. I mean, it's crazy what's going on in that courtroom. We had uh, Trump's attorney. Remember Trump's attorney yesterday? She's like, what is going on here? He yelled at her in there and smashed his fist yeah, into the desk. Said, what, did, what was the line? I don't want to hear. We're not here to listen to what he has to say. Yeah, here's a little like, bit. That's of, the whole point. Here's a little bit of what uh, Haba Haba said. But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at, and I've had a judge who is unhinged slamming a table. Let me be very clear. I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not going to tolerate it here. So apparently the judge, Mr. Engeron, uh, presiding over the Trump New York City trial, appears to have a peculiar hobby. He likes to post half-naked photos of himself on a high school alumni newsletter. (gasps) He runs the newsletter. 74-year-old judge Arthur Engeron appeared to even post a bonus torso shot in what looks like a bathroom gym. See, he works out and stuff. He's like 84, right? I think. Uh, another, which is good. That's good for him. Another picture labeled August 2021 shows the same body flexing excessively uh, to try and show off his muscular gains, which is tough at that age. Judge Arthur Engeron is the editor of the Wheatley School Alumni Association newsletter, where he posts these half-naked selfies. This is crazy. Here's political strategist and attorney Mahik Cook. This judge is a lunatic. He's a political activist, and I think he's insane. We need to just throw this case out. I mean, what a laughing stock. What the American people want to see today are the facts against President Donald Trump. Show us the harm. Show us the fraud. And instead, we're seeing shirtless photos of a judge. I mean, this is just all charades. It's a weaponization of our American justice system. And Nobody wants to see the judge with his shirt off. What a despicable act. Strickland, you are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out of order. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, <laughs> it, yeah, everything gets turned into a circus. You know, it's we're arguing about important issues, and then somehow the issues take the wayside for, like, just the most frivolous thing. Like right. the DeSantis boot thing. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing high heels. He's got stuff in his shoes. And it's like, okay, I get it. That's funny. Don't get me wrong. As somebody that finds a joke in everything, I can appreciate that. 
However, we don't have bigger fish to fry. Right. Can we talk about policy instead of shoes or naked magazine covers? Americans support no ceasefire in Gaza. They actually support Israel. It's overwhelming. It's uh, 70% say they agree with what the Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu, is doing. They agree with his statements. So when you see all these protesters and everything, and you got some in here, remember, that's 70%. So if you had the other 10% that say they're undecided, that's, you know, now you're closing in on 80% aren't against Israel. So when you see all these protests, remember, it's the ones that scream the loudest. That's who gets the attention. And, you know, the funny thing is, again, it baffles me in my mind. I wouldn't have any problem sitting down with even Kamala Harris. I would sit down with Biden if I could someday. But the thing is, is that are they that tone deaf? Really, because Kamala came out and smacked the face of every Jew in this country just a couple of days ago. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. That's what she said. Oh, knock it off. With what's going on, that's what they thought would be the good thing to do when 80% of the American public is behind Israel she didn't even know that. You think they even checked the poll? I mean, I know polls are not, but when you're at 80% support, or at least 70% support and 10%, I don't know. Well, I'd be interested to see how different their reaction would be if it wasn't an election year. You know, like that that race, I mean, is it just a thing for, for them to go, hey, we need to hang on to these people. Can't have them angry at us because otherwise they won't vote. That's the only thing they're doing. They're doing all this to hang on to some votes in Michigan. He got 150,000 votes from Muslims in Michigan, and he's going to lose the majority of them. That's why they go out and do this. But still, you're going against almost 80% of the entire American population, according to Rasmussen. So that's insane. They're tone deaf, according to uh, Representative Bob Good and myself. I think you're right. They are tone deaf, deaf. They're out of touch. And each time uh, she or the president open their mouth, they further demonstrate to the American people not only their incompetence, but their extremism and how they are beholden to the most radical, most left-wing, most communist Marxist, uh, anti-American and anti-Israeli elements of their own party. You know, they don't condemn in their own party the anti-Semitism espoused by members of Congress. But, you know, to to not just be unequivocal and to meet the moment and just to support Israel, to condemn anti-Semitism, which is the real issue of the day, they just cannot bring themselves to do that. And they continue to try to conflate that with some some uh, mythical Islamophobia that's mm-hmm. uh, that's in their eyes some widespread uh, problem in the United States, uh, which it certainly is not. Right on the money, Bob. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, what newscast would not be complete without some drunk fool up in the villages? I was going to say, don't don't talk about me like that. Florida man uh, is definitely a good designator for this guy. He's in the villages. Uh, Things took a drastic turn when he was arrested after being drunk and threatening to break a police officer's throat. Yeah, he was... uh, I'm going to break your throat! He was up at the pool in the villages and apparently just hammered and getting belligerent. And somebody at the pool's like, hey, I think we should call the authorities. This guy's getting a little out of hand. So the authorities show up and where they went wrong, according to the drunk guy, Lyle Parrott, uh, they, they told his wife, never tell an alcoholic... Uh, spouse about how the alcoholic is drunk. Yeah, he was he was already like being a jerk yeah. to the officers. These like, you pieces of crap. You told my wife, you pieces of crap. 
Because I've been drinking. Yeah, okay. He was arrested and charged with simple assault on a law enforcement officer after the situation that unfolded in the village of Deluna Community Swimming yeah. Pool. So. so when they're like, yeah, we're going to tell your wife, or we called your wife, and he's like, yo, what? And he goes to swing at one officer. Of course, he's hammered, so he thinks it's three, but it's just one. And the other officer like grabs his hand. He's like, no, nope, now you're going to jail, bud. I just, I just don't understand the threat. He goes, for effing with me, I'm going to break your throat. <laughs> Oh, break your throat? Okay. I'm gonna twist your liver and then I'm gonna punch you in the pancreas. I'll juice your armpits if you're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, nice. this is unbelievable. This is just I commercial plane takes off with two missing windows. How does that happen? I, you're the aviation expert here. You tell no, me. I'm I figured not, cabin no. pressure or something. Well, not till you get to around 15,000 feet is it a problem. Plus the cold, because once you get up to about 20,000, it starts to get really chilly. Commercial plane took off with two missing window assemblies and reached more than 10,000 feet before anyone realized anything was... That's the other thing. Okay, one thing is the negligence and, the, and all that, but the passengers... How the hell do you not realize that there's three missing windows? Are you... What, what's going on here? What kind of plane is it? Oh, it's a big, pretty white plane with red stripes and curtains in the window and wheels, and it looks like a big Tylenol. <laughs> I, I just figured, like, you would notice, because they got... How high did they get up before they realized... 10,000 feet. They were just climbing out. It was a few minutes. Anyway, the plane continued to climb to an altitude of 10 grand, and uh, the seatbelt signs were switched off. <laughs> so they switched it. That's great. Get sucked out the window. It was at this point that the loadmaster walked towards the back of the plane and noticed a significant increase in cabin noise. The loadmaster? Huh. That's. I feel like that's a movie I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Rod and Jeremy. Oh, actually, I have a text. What? Uh, we were looking for those two names. Oddly enough, my mother sent them to me. She said Harry Reams and Linda Lovelace. That's right, Linda Lovelace. Yeah, they were in the. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's about an hour ago. But sorry, I'm leaving you out of this conversation. Anyway, the loadmaster also noticed that the window seat on a window on the left side of the plane was flapping in the airflow. The bulletin said <laughs> the flight crew decided to stop the plane's climb at fourteen thousand feet, reduce airspeed, and go back to the airport. I mean, what else could you do? I, I just don't I have, get. I have so many questions. First of all, there's you know there's people sitting near those windows. How do you not notice? Are you drunk? How do you not notice that there's wind rushing past the window at 400 miles an hour? How do you? I had my shade closed. Oh, I didn't notice, honey. I took a Dramamine and fell out. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to save big on your next flight? I sure am. Then book your trip with Jet Flew Out the Window Airlines, <laughs> where 90% of our seats have windows that haven't been blown out. Excuse me? Yes, we have more flights to more destinations and more seats with windows that haven't been blown out than any other airline. That's our promise. I saved a bundle on my flight to Denver on Jet Flew Out the Window. And <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. Just a reminder to the person sitting in seat 4C. Your window is blown out and is being covered with duct tape. Please don't fiddle with the duct tape because you'll get sucked right out. Wait a minute. I'm in seat 4C. Oh, well, at least I saved some money. Jet flew out the window. Book your flight on a plane where only a few of the windows have been blown out today. The Sunny Update. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world uh, gone 
crazy. This just in. So I, I don't know how I missed this this morning. I guess we were on the air. It says uh, Iranian-backed terrorists shoot down U.S. military aircraft. <gasps> a $56 million MQ-9 Reaper drone. And it happened over the Red Sea in international waters. And it was the Houthis. That's the, uh, not not the blowfish. The uh, Houthis. Is that the way you say it? They're a, uh, they're a proxy uh, force from Iran. So it's Iran. And they shot down, a, it was a drone, right? There was yeah. people in it? No people in it, but it didn't matter. They shot down a U.S. military aircraft. What in the hell are we doing? Yeah. This that's... is like the 24th time there's been shooting at our our forces by proxies of Iran, and we haven't done it. We don't do anything. No wonder that. I got to tell you, I wouldn't like to spend $56 million worth of my tax money on another one. It's amazing what, to me. What, what, we don't do anything. I mean, I'm not. Look, I don't want World War Three, but uh, let will, them know <laughs> it will come to that if we don't start acting like the nation that we are. Unbelievable. So anyway, that's that's the breaking news. Shot down a U.S. drone. Um, let's see. You know, with stuff like that, like, not that I'm a you know military expert by any means, but don't you need to set an example and like. No, you need to you need to draw the line somewhere. But anyway, smoke those dudes and just go see what happens. Don't shoot at us. Now, is there a reason why? You know, now I'm thinking about. I scour the news every night. You know that. I mean, for hours, and and I didn't see this. This is dated yesterday, like late yesterday. So this happened already. It's been out for a few hours uh, since probably midnight or so. But I don't see it anywhere. Oh well, I'm sure the government's got their own people placed at every social media, you know, outlet going. All right, bury this, bury that, highlight this, highlight that. All right. Well, we I don't want to look like we're toothless because people will keep doing that if you do. I hope it's that because even Fox News isn't running as a headline. You'd think that would be a headline. Where 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 are you seeing this? Uh, that was on Daily Wire, and now the headline on Fox News is Biden administration rolls out breathtaking new pronoun policy. What? What, what the hell are we doing? What, what do you mean a policy? On pronouns? With what's going on in this world? What's the policy? I don't know. I just saw the story. This is a new story. Department of Health and Human Services has rolled out. That's that uh, fat guy with the, with the wig. Yeah. Right. Uh, Department of Health and Human Services rolled out a new gender pronoun policy that one expert and former HHS official says violates employee rights and will result in... Oh, is it for government employees? Firings for misgendering. Are you kidding me? Is that for government employees? Well, I guess. HHS and the federal government is requiring its employees to speak falsehoods. Roger Savini. Yeah, that's the head that's the headline. We just got a $55 million drone shot down by Iranian proxies. And they're gonna tell you how to talk at work. And how to yeah. That's amazing. So no, look, three <sighs> stories deep. I would deep. see you in court. Four stories deep. Five stories deep. Six stories deep. Seven, eight. Let me go over to CNN. I'm sorry to bore you with this, but well, I don't think it's boring. But no, it's shocking. It's like, don't you have bigger things going on? And you're like, all right, now you CNN. Let's see said CNN. The wrong thing here at work. We're gonna have to let you go because you said he instead of she, and that's one letter off. How out of touch are we? What are we doing? Okay, six takeaways. This is CNN. Six takeaways from the. Uh, for the debate, Alabama sets a new date for execution of death row inmates. Story three, Apple. Story four, Iowa voters won the GOP debate. Story five, uh, IDF says it took control of Hamas military stronghold under the hospital. Story six, am I losing my mind? I think we both are. Story eight, what do you know after Ivanka Trump's testimony? Story nine, college student in critical condition after being hit by a stray bullet. And... Um, 
story 10. Humanity lost, of course, this is CNN. Humanity just lived through the hottest 12 months in at least 125,000 years. Why is this story that came out last night about Iran shooting down one of our military jets not in the news? Well, they didn't pay for their Daily Wire subscription. That's probably why. Okay, am I, is it me? Am I crazy? I must be. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Maybe I should get fired. No, I'm, I mean, it's, I'm they just do nuts. that all the time, though. Look at the stuff that we focus on. It's yep. like we have so many big things happening. They're like, Taylor Swift went to a football game. Oh, my God. Oh, that's number 12. Meet the uh, reporter who has been hired to cover Taylor Swift. Uh, see, I was the joking. 12 stories, Taylor Swift. There's nothing about a, one of our military jets being shut down. I can't, I can't, I can't. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. I took up enough time ranting. Well, uh, we'll breeze through this first one. Sam's Club's got a new advent calendar out, and it's about $4,000. They offer a 12-day and a 25-day calendar with go- items like necklaces and earrings and chains made of gold and silver and gemstones. And Sam's Club says it's going to actually save you money in the long run. So please buy a calendar filled with jewelry. I go to Sam's Club. I see the jewelry. It's really gorgeous looking. And I'm wondering, how do women, because this isn't real diamonds. You know, they're they made, man-made diamonds. What do they call that? Uh, the cubic zirconia. No, no, no. The new, no, they don't sell that. They sell them. Oh, they sell like lab diamonds where they. The lab diamonds. Is that insulting? Is that. I mean, diamonds aren't as rare and stuff as everybody thinks. Wasn't that a whole De Beers campaign back in the early 1900s? Oh, God, yeah. The the engagement ring was a scam. The whole thing was made up by a corporation. It wasn't until I was an adult that I realized that, like, diamonds are actually fairly common compared to stuff like sapphires or emeralds. Yeah, they are. You know, but everybody places so much emphasis on them. But at the same time, what I'm saying is if you buy a synthetic or whatever they call lab-grown diamond and you use it, you know, to give to your wife or... Whoever you want to get, whatever, you know, is that an insult or is no? I mean, if they can tell, I don't know. I don't think so. It's like well, you, you don't really want the one that's them. been I mean, carved out of the Congo by a five-year-old, or like <laughs> <laughs> no, because that means you really love me. All right. Uh, speaking of money and wealth, um, these are the new nine zero two one zero zip codes. What do you mean? Now that we're in twenty twenty three, places that are insanely expensive to live. Okay. I'm gonna just read you some zip code areas and then tell you the median home sale price. Number one, Atherton, California, the median home sale price in 94027 is $8.3 million. Holy crap. That's the median. Of course, it's California. Um, You got the same thing in New York. Sagaponic. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say that? Yeah, I think so. That's just over $8 million. Yeah. Miami Beach in the 33109 zip code, the median home price is five and a half million. Wow. I, that's what's getting me. It's not like these are the most expensive. This is the middle of the road. Yeah. That's what's me. blowing my mind. Santa Barbara, five million. Beverly Hills, now at 4.8, dropped a five on the list. That used to be the spot. So Beverly Hills is near the bottom of the list. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of this is California, too. Stinson yeah. Beach, Newport Beach, those are all, you know, just over four million. Medina, Washington? I've never even heard of it. $4.3 million is the median home price. Wow. Isn't that nuts? That, that's just, yeah. Why would you live out there? Dude, there's there's homes here. Florida used to be the affordable place. And, and you know, relatively speaking, it still is. But, I mean, you go out to the 
outskirts of our metro area, you go into Deland, Deleon Springs. If you go south towards Lakeland and you go to, where did you live before? What's up, Haines Davenport. City? Davenport. Davenport, all those places. There's homes there. You look at them and you go, this can't be $600,000. Well, you know, it's it's a fixer-upper. He's got <laughs> yeah, a 10-foot like, hole in the roof. Yes, but look. <laughs> what happened? I don't know, man. This wasn't a slow creep either. This all happened right after the COVID thing ended. Yeah, it was huge. And everybody started selling their houses because they were making double the money. And then only to realize that it's going to cost me double to get into another one. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It's wild. Um, out in Arizona, do you know what a javelina is? Uh, yeah, yeah. Javelin. A javelina? Javelina? I don't know. No, not a, not a not like a javelin like you throw. Apparently, it's an animal. Uh, I, it's I've a heard pig-like it. animal. Yeah. I guess there no, there no there is a pig species known as picaris, musk hogs, and skunk pigs. <laughs> I, I got me a skunk pig. There uh, there's a golf course out there that says they're quickly incurring costs for the mounting vandalism caused by these javelinas. There are these giant pigs that apparently ravage the turf at this uh, golf club, Seven Canyons. And I guess they've just destroyed the whole thing and nobody knows what to do. Oh, I saw the pictures. Because they're like grunting and fighting and there's these large, you know, warthog looking pigs just tearing up the course. And they're like, there's uh, this beautiful you know, the golf courses in Arizona are amazing. But they just ripped the shred out of this entire one, one of the uh, holes. They ripped the, the grass completely off from the hole all the way out about 100 yards. Yeah, the uh, manager there at the golf course is saying when you when you come up and see him, it's like the Tasmanian devil. There's turf all over the place. They're fighting. And uh, Arizona law forbids the killing or injuring of them. Mm-hmm. So wildlife officials have to relocate them only as a last resort. Wow. But they usually don't survive when they're taken out of their surroundings. So Golf courses? Can, <laughs> I guess, but nobody can do anything about it. And they're just destroying everything out there. Wow, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't move those anywhere. Hey, the uh the thing about it is here in Florida is the Python. Have you seen that 17 footer that they caught? Oh, dude. Now the guy who's an expert on that said, you gotta realize it this this has been fun and games when you watch it in South Florida, but this is headed towards Central Florida, and these pythons are destroying everything. Yeah, it's not just the Everglades now. What was the one we had uh, earlier in the week? It was uh, these people in Brevard. That was a ten uh, that was a twelve footer. Twelve footer, yeah. 12 footer. And they're like, You don't get them this far up north. We were just out looking to fish and came across a gigantic snake. No, these guys caught a uh, a seventeen footer. And it spit out a slimy John Void at the end. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, um, I know we kind of touched on this, the Homer Simpson thing. This kills me. Yeah, I guess in the third episode of the current 35th season, Homer's talking to his new neighbors, and Homer Simpson says that uh, he's done strangling Bart because he used to choke him and kind of like what you do to me here. Yeah, best and, part. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny. It was, you know, it's a cartoon at the end of the day. But, um, you know, Homer's like, see, Marge, strangling the boy paid off. Times have changed. I don't do it anymore. So uh, so we're going to stop the Roadrunner from dropping a 500-pound anvil on the uh, on the coyote? I, I don't know. I guess some people didn't notice because apparently he hasn't strangled Bart since season 31. Are you serious? Yeah, because other people are doing the research now. They're like, actually, he hasn't strangled Bart in a while now that you mention it. It's very disappointing. So, I mean... It's it's not that he's, you know, 
Have we heard from Homer? He didn't say he wasn't going to strangle him again. He just hasn't lately, but he's coming out, Homer is, and talking about all the other changes he's making, too. Homer Simpson here. As you may have heard, I will no longer be strangling Bart. After 35 years, the woke mob finally realized child choking is a big joke. And since eating donuts promotes an unhealthy lifestyle, I will now be downing cage-free egg white omelets. Mmm, cage-free. <laughs> also, forget the nuclear power plant. Starting today, I will be loafing at my new job at an eco-friendly wind power farm. Woohoo! In your face, Mr. Burns. And finally, from now on, I will only be drinking non-alcoholic Duff beer. Wait, seriously? Nobody taking beer away from Homer? I'll just go down to the Quickie Mart and buy some from Apu. Hmm. Actually, I haven't seen Apu in years. Where are you, Apu? I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 